Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday. It is June 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a portion of Castor Avenue remains closed Wednesday after a large fire destroyed a pharmacy and a laundromat on Tuesday afternoon. Fire crews left before midnight, but police remain on the scene shutting down the roadway in the 3900 block of Castor Avenue in the Juniata section of the city. Philadelphia Police Commissioner Adam Thiel said the roadway will remain closed through the morning rush and through most of Wednesday as officials are still working to clean up the area and remove the contents of the Pharmacy of America building. The owner of the pharmacy directs patients in need of their prescription to use one of the other store's locations where he says that they will receive their medication. Uh, There will be nobody having to wonder whether they can receive the medication, he said. Workers from Philadelphia Gas Works were on the scene in the early morning hours of Wednesday as well. The two-alarm blaze that caused the large cleanup effort broke out on Tuesday afternoon. Firefighters responded at about 4.15 to Castor and Erie Avenues. Officials said the fire was placed under control just before 5 o'clock. The fire department says it's too early to tell what sparked the flames. Uh, the commissioner says he's proud of the response time and happy to report that no firefighters were injured uh, while battling the blaze. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. Authorities in Georgia have released dramatic body cam video that shows the moments officers ripped open a plastic bag to find a newborn baby girl who had been abandoned on the side of the road earlier this month. The Forsyth County Sheriff's Office said it continues to receive tips from across the country on the possible identity of baby India. Uh, but it is but is releasing portions of the video in hopes of finding credible information about her parents. Didn't you tear up when you started to see this? this My God. But yeah. thank God they I found this you. baby. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah I, I knew what the video was, and I, I turned away. I'm like, I don't want to see this. The family who discovered the newborn said it was an act of God that led them to the child on June 6th. Alan Raggetts and his teenage daughters found the little girl in the wooded area adjacent to their home after hearing strange crying sounds. They discovered the new uh, newborn girl left in a pile of leaves and sticks with a bath mat. Uh, the child was miraculously alive with the umbilical cord still in place. The family quickly notified authorities. When paramedics arrived, they began to speak to the baby. They believe that it was the first time that anyone has sp- had spoke to her. She listened and then wrapped her fingers around the paramedic's finger. Uh, The child was rushed to the hospital where she was checked out and determined to be doing well. Nearly three weeks after her birth, authorities said Baby India is thriving and is in the care of Georgia Department of Family and Children's Services. Anyone with information about Baby India's identity is uh, urged to contact the Forsyth County Sheriff's Office tip line. Kathy, some of this body camera footage that they get, uh, there was one I saw of, um, of an officer kicking in a basement window pulling a, a baby out and a grandmother. There was a fire in the house. I mean, you you, you know, you usually don't see... I know, we don't see, get to see those like videos. Like, right there. Yeah. You're seeing it the way the police officer is seeing it. Yeah. It's scary. A bill to allow schools to plan for snow days is now on the desk of Governor Tom Wolf. The measure would allow for what's called flexible instructional days. Using those flex days would allow students to get their work on snow days either the day before or over the Internet. And if the kids get the work done, the school year would not need to be extended into the summer. The bill would not make those flex days mandatory for schools. Each school in the state would be allowed to opt in. That's awesome because yeah. on snow days you could stay in and still do your schoolwork. Yeah. <laughs> be awesome. yeah but you know what? To not have to, like, if you could stay in, get your schoolwork done, and then go out, play in the snow, and then not have right. to add a day at the end of the year. Like, I would do that. Yeah. I'd be into it. It would work. Right. Well, also, if they could do, like, cyber classes. And, uh, listen, have robots I, teach them? No, but I understand that th- there are... <sighs> Some school districts where it's just not they're not going to be able to do it. There's you know lower income and yeah. or, or you know their their you know taxes aren't, aren't 
the school's not getting enough money for every kid in the, the classrooms to have a, a laptop or whatever. Um, but for those school districts that do, like, why couldn't the teacher just teach the class online? That's a good question. I know. I don't know, but maybe this will work out. Uh, and yeah. they, they have to, to opt in to it. So if those schools can't afford it, you know, or something like that, uh, they don't have to do it. It's not going to be mandatory. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Maybe the bamboo is working. The Phillies beat the Mets again last night in South Philly, winning, winning 7-5. to five. Thank you. Michael Franco hit a go-ahead two-run home run for the second straight game, leading the Phillies to the win. Now, earlier in the week, Brad Miller visited a store in Chinatown, bought a small bamboo plant, and put it in his locker Monday as a good luck charm, and the Phillies ended a seven-game losing streak. Yesterday, Miller purchased a larger bamboo plant and put it in the middle of the clubhouse. After the game, Miller said, they're going to think I'm crazy when I go back tomorrow. You know, he also purchased at that shop, Preston? No. A Mogwai. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Got to remember to feed that. Absolutely. Don't get it wet. Manager Gabe Kapler added, I'm thinking about making a trip to Chinatown myself. I'll put some in my house. Miller, Scott Kingery, and Reese Hoskins all hit home runs, who have eight in the last two games. The series continues tonight, and Jason Vargas will get the start for the Mets. Nick Pavetta pitching for the Phils. Game time is at 7.05. The 2019-2020 NHL schedule has been released, and the Flyers will be starting their season with an October 4th game in Prague in the Czech Republic against the Chicago Blackhawks. They're their first ever game in Europe for the Flyers. The first two weeks of the season will stretch across 10 time zones. After the game in Prague, the Flyers will come home for their home opener against the Devils on October 9th. They'll then go west with games in Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. The Flyers will be home the week of uh, the first week in December when the Preston and Steve Camp Out for Hunger is scheduled to take place. So maybe we'll be able to get some of the players on the show. And Love that's it. what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome to the sun shining brightly <laughs> on a Wednesday morning. We have a few things happening. We will go on Fox Good Day. It's what we do on Wednesday, so we'll check them with those guys. Uh, we will also have uh, a honey cam this morning, Club Risque, and uh, they will be by eh, later on this morning. We'll pop them on because they're getting set for a couple of events coming up tonight. Casey will be in Bristol, I believe. Yep. And then tomorrow night, Nick will be at the Philly location of Club Risque, and they're doing their cash booth, and we'll have a chance to win an opportunity to be there and get an open bar, maybe jump in the booth and grab a bunch of money. <laughs> what was it? Was it Dean or somebody from Club Risque? When, whenever our listeners are allowed to access an open bar, they really do drink. It was one of the first nights he had <laughs> had an, an open bar event that we had promoted, and, and, and we saw Dean, uh, like, the next week. He's like, dude, <laughs> your listeners can't drink. I think they stopped doing open bar after that event. <laughs> well, a yeah, while. like a two. That's why it's only one hour. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, we'll, we'll have your chance to, uh, to win, so listen up for that. We also have a secret text word, and we have a chance for you to win tickets. As MMR rocks Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson. This will be July 10th. It'll be here before you know it. Uh, this will be at the PPL Center in Allentown. Keep that in mind. Uh, so text the word secret to 39333, and uh, we'll bounce the word back to you, and uh, you might win those tickets later on if you call in with the word, and we'll also grab a random text so you don't necessarily have to call back in. You could win two different ways. 
So that is happening, and then we also have a screening tonight of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, and I need to make sure that we fill up the uh, rest of our... Oh, we got a decent amount of them here. Okay. Let's go ahead and take eight callers right now. If you'd like to go see the movie on us tonight, it's at the UA King of Prussia. 7.30 is screen time. You need to be there by 7 to make sure that you do get in, okay? So 215-263-WMMR, the number, eight callers. And we'll set you up tonight in King of Prussia. So go ahead and give us a call. We have a bunch of things we can give away today. So we'll get into that and more through the course of the next few hours. Let's break. Come back in a second. We'll test your knowledge with a stupid question. And also, I'll run some entertainment stories by you as well as we begin our Wednesday together. Back in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Guys, I don't know if you noticed, but we have the female members of the Thundercats are part yeah, I know. of the Preston and Steve show this morning. <laughs> I did notice that. She-Ra and Cheetah Girl. Yes. I don't know any of the actual Thundercats, but Marissa and Kathy both decided to wear, like, leopard prints this morning. And, and did, didn't know at all that we were uh, both going to be wearing that, and we uh, kind of dressed a little bit nicer today because we're having a photo shoot done, Yeah, and now, like, idiots were in well, the same print. Uh, it it, it oh does God. look thematic. You dodged a bullet, though, because apparently you both were going to wear leopard blouses, right? Was that the case? Or no, are, so are we, you discussing an, a near miss? No, so at the blood drive, Marissa wore this dress to the blood drive, and um, I have the exact same dress, and that was one. I can't believe we're having this chat, but whatever. Yeah. That was one yeah. of my options for today, and I was going to text her just to be safe and be like, hey, I'm wearing that dress, but I decided not to wear it, wore the leopard pants, and she's got a leopard shirt on. I know. <laughs> so let, let me ask you. So I figured, uh, let me look do I have a nicer shirt? Oh, I'm like, what kind of shirt do I always wear? A Batman shirt. Yeah, Philadelphia yeah. Magazine. So I just put that on. Philadelphia Magazine is coming about it. I almost wore just a plain black shirt. Right. I wanted something with a little, little bit of, uh, it, I don't at know. Least it we'll, indicates who you are a little yeah, bit, yeah. you know? And at least we'll all match. I mean, even yeah. though Marissa and I have leopard on, there's black in it. You guys all have, or most of you have black on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we Casey's wearing his Phillies uh, outfit today. I didn't even think about it. I like um, it. You we look good. See. But I but I do match. Yeah, you do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Hat and shirt match yeah. is good. Wearing black pants. So. You need to understand that in radio, uh, we we, we don't <laughs> love the fact that we don't. You don't really get to see us a lot. Yeah. Later on, you will on Fox. But all right. Well, anyhow, it's it's nice to have all this uh, you know animal type. It's very very sensation feral. here in the studio. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do a stupid question today. We're going to go away a fifty dollar Reedy's water ice gift card. And the question I have for you is: The Dalai Lama is a spiritual leader of what country? Two one five two six three W M M R. The Dalai Lama is the spiritual leader of what country? Call now. Let's see if you know that answer. Today's birthdays on Wednesday, June twenty sixth. As we're waiting for you to call. Uh, include Mick Jones, singer-guitarist of The Clash and Big Audio Dynamite. They have a hit with Rush from Dude, Big Audio Dynamite. That, that song it. was like, uh, it was like our anthem my senior year of high school. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why, but it, it was, and it was played at like all the pep rallies and all that stuff. I've seen Big Audio Dynamite a couple of times in concert and uh, The Clash just once, but always great shows. Yeah, they had a. Uh, uh, I was. If I had 
I was a jock when when this song came out, and everybody would call in and ask for, "Can you play Situation Unknown?" <laughs> <laughs> song is called Rush. Yeah. And yes, I'll play it for. I love. Did you play the extended version with it? No. No, there's and there's a part in the middle where he goes, <laughs> yeah. And there's a little spoken word thing. No, we didn't play that. Yeah, uh, he's 64 years old today. Jason Schwartzman, what a super nice guy. He's been here on a couple of occasions, and in fact, one time we had him on, and the interview ran a little shorter than he wanted, and he called back a few minutes later to keep talking to us. So cool, so nice. Yeah, what was the band? Uh, Phantom Planet. Phantom Planet. Yeah, it was they good. had that song California, and good that was I love it. The only one. I, it was. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, Rushmore. I heard Huckabee's in his acting career. Uh, the Darjeeling Limited. Lots of stuff. He's 39 today. Uh, Nick Offerman of Parks and Recreation, husband of uh, Megan Mullally. Yeah. And I love the Slinger commercials they do. are very, very funny. The Slingers commercials are are tremendous. Uh, And you know what? Doing some uh, research on him, he doesn't just walk the walk with that carpentry and woodworking. No. He's super level capable. He's really, I mean, he could do that as a career. Yeah. Uh, Celebrates his 49th birthday today. Paul Thomas Anderson, the director. Uh, definitely has his own style. Yes. Uh, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, There Will Be Blood, Punch Drunk Love, The Master, which is a really weird movie. Um, and Phantom Thread, which he did with... Um, uh, Fines. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis, no. excuse me, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis, which I did not see, and I'm a big fan of Daniel Day-Lewis, but it just looks boring to me. It's supposed to be his final film, right? Yeah. It is. Daniel Day-Lewis? Well, yeah, I, I have watched a lot of it, Preston, and... If it wasn't Daniel Day Lewis, I probably wouldn't have watched yeah. as much as I did. He could just—he's just so good. He's great. It is a little—it moves very slow, but he's just so damn good. Okay, Paul Thomas Anderson's forty-nine today. Chris O'Donnell, the actor, yeah, um, kind of first came on the scene. Scent of a Woman was a big breakout for him. What is he on? CSI and CIS, UBS. Is it CSI? Is he on the New Orleans one? CIS. I thought it was. I wrote down, but is it NCIS? NCIS, Los Angeles. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I always liked him. He's 49 today. It's Derek Jeter's birthday today. Wow. Yeah, Derek is uh, celebrating his 45th. Can't help but like the guy. He's uh, retired and, I guess, enjoying life. I don't no, know. No, he's, he's in charge of the Marlins. And Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he got a job in their front office, and it's a really daunting task because people in South Florida just don't care about baseball right. unless they're Yankees fans, believe it or not. So um, the Marlins' attendance is terrible. They have this brand-new stadium, and one of his jobs is to try to build, uh, rebuild a, a crappy franchise. Isn't wow. his wife that... Um, that supermodel that Victoria, as you would well imagine, but uh, she was in the vacation movie that Ed Helms was in. She's the, really? okay. She takes over the Christy Brinkley role oh, in the car. no kid. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, yeah. You'd yeah of course. <laughs> yeah. 45. Then last birthday, I saw a singer, Chris Isaac, an actor, mind you. Really good actor. Yeah, yeah. He pops up in a few films. Um He's 63. I always liked his style. And he, ha- he has a goofy sense of humor he as does. well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Wicked Game was the huge hit for him. Is this it? Yeah. This is actually oh, this is live. This is a live version that we did. Oh, gosh. A long time ago. Back when on the morning. MMR? Sh- yeah, back in 1989. Okay. Wow. Did you ever use this? Uh... It, it was on the list. Yeah. <laughs> To get ladies in the mood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not that the list ever worked, but, no, you know, no. that would be on the... It's a sexy song. It was usually what was playing when I was screaming, Come back, please! I'll put on something different! <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you. 
<laughs> I really uh, wasn't good at that. There were really hot. There was a really hot model in that video too. Speaking of yes, models, I forgot who it was. But anyhow, good looking dude, great singer, songwriter, and good actor. So was it Christy Turlington? I, I, yeah, yeah I'm not sure. that doesn't sound yeah. right to me. She was in uh, Kathy Bates. It was Kathy Bates. <laughs> yeah, it was not her. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. The Dalai Lama is the spiritual leader of what country? And Elena Christensen. Hey! I knew it was somebody. All right, let me go to Harry. Hey, Harry. Hey, how are you? Good, buddy. All right, so tell me the Dalai Lama is the spiritual leader of what country? Uh, is it Tibet? It is Tibet. All right! You got it, buddy. Hang on. For Harry, I'm sorry. One more. For Harry, we have. I love that drop. A fifty dollars, fifty dollars Rita's gift card, and uh, the five layer gelati is back at Rita's. Add an extra layer of custard to your favorite gelati only at Rita's, and only for a limited time. And only for Harry. So, all right, all right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to the Kardashians. Okay? You know what? I I feel I feel bad for you because you can't help it. It's part of the entertainment news. It is. It but is. I know you hate to go there, but you're a journalist. You were trained to be a journalist. You but can't ignore it. There, there's a few different... Uh, we flow in and out of the family in this particular uh, entertainment break. So uh, Kim has announced a new shapewear Ooh. and lingerie line for Kimono. Yesterday morning, she wrote on Instagram, Finally, I can share with you guys this project that I have been developing for the last year. You guys! I've been passionate about this for 15 years. Kimono is my take on shapewear mm-hmm. and solutions for women that actually work. Yeah, my wife has a real problem with this. She kimonos? Well, no, is no, Is that no. just the name or are they actual kimonos? No, uh, I think kimono is her, right? Is her yeah, brand name? Her brand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, no. Not not the name, not the not the brand, but the message that it sends to young, impressionable women about, yeah, about, what, you, about what your frame needs to look like. Yeah, but you can't get past that. Everyone wears these. Yeah. Sure, and and people have been wearing this type of clothing for forever, for forever. No, no, I know. centuries. I Actually, what about older so. men who wear body stockings as well, <laughs> like yeah. me? Uh, so, lime, which Kim calls solution wear, consists mm. of bikini briefs, thongs, bras, waist trainers. Body suits, thermal leggings, and they all come in nine different shapes. <sighs> what a bunch of crap to worry about. It comes in sizes XXS to 4XL, and a kimono even has a solution for women who want to wear a dress or skirt with a slit, but need uh, still need support. Do they have a pouch for M&Ms? Uh, <laughs> no, but Steve, you really should be in the R&D department. I mean, they're just delicious. Something that would keep them cool because they would melt. They would totally melt. When you're working right, out. Right, you don't they want a thin candy shell. I'm surprised you didn't know that. I know. Uh, she continued. Yeah. Uh, Maybe she, someone needs to get out now and then. She, no, your brain has the shell on it. It's from Tommy Boy. Yeah. Uh, she continued saying, uh, I would always cut up my shapewear to make my own styles and there have also been so many times that I couldn't find a shape or a color that blended with my skin tone, so we need a solution for all this. I, there was a picture for yesterday, Preston, walking around in just a regular jersey and sneakers. And uh, she still looked good, but it's okay. like, wow. She's, dressed, she's dressing like a human. Wait, going, yeah. who are we talking about Kim now? Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, okay. going out for, you know, I guess she was out shopping, but it, it, was, it, it just looked... She's Normal? wearing a jersey? Yeah, we or something, but it, it was like a looser fitting shirt. Right. Like you never see her in stuff like that. It's already spray painted on. Yeah, you don't see her in casual. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, the line retails from $22 to $98. I'm launch on July 16th at kimono.com. What is a waist trainer, by the way? Because that's... Um... I would say it's probably like a girdle. Right? Yeah, like yeah. it. It actually sucks you in. They're pretty yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, tucks in your tummy. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll 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 stray away from the family for a moment. All right, and like a boomerang, we'll bounce back. We'll spend some time with the Cosby's. Okay, and we'll head over there. <laughs> oh, uh, goody! Yeah, Bill has <laughs> Bill has officially filed a formal appeal. This was yesterday to overturn his sex assault conviction, and this comes six weeks after the judge who oversaw his Pennsylvania trial stood by his rulings in the case. According to page six in his 177-page filing, Cosby argued that it was wrong for the judge to allow accusers Jenny Stickinson and four other women to testify that he drugged and sexually assaulted them. Cosby claimed the five witnesses should have been excluded from his April 2018 trial, along with deposition testimony which Cosby admitted that he kept quaaludes on hand to give to women that he found sexually attractive. So correct me if I'm wrong, but they, so when they went to this initially, this go-around, and the issue of whether or not this was germane to the current case, right. to me, and I don't have a legal mind, you, guys, you know, we're all pre-med here, Preston, yeah. uh, the... Um, that would be very relevant if you had a history of that, right? It would have to be proven history, right? Though, you know what I mean? That's the thing. I guess so, it would. Have, so if it would have had to have been it, verified in a court, or, yeah. or okay, it, yeah, it so, couldn't so be. It, it would simply be hearsay at that. Because point. you generally see, you know, a lawyer on from movies right, and television, right. which you is know, where we get everything. Your Honor, I was not aware that my client was on trial Over against uh, these particular uh, this this particular witness. You know, we're not on trial. It's so facto. Yes, and uh, exculpatory. Yes, all of those. E pluribus unum. Those things. So I, dude, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Cosby and his lawyers claim that the evidence had no relevance to the charges that he drugged and sexually assaulted Andrea Constand at his home in January two thousand. Yeah. You know what I love the other day was uh, was Bill sleeping in uh, in his cell. Cellmate, he's got the pillow over his head. Yeah. Yep. Now Cosby's wife Camille. Released a statement about the appeal, saying uh, this filing is an important step in ensuring that Mr. Cosby receives a hearing from a far from a fair and impartial court. The Constitution guarantees that right to Mr. Cosby. This is his wife calling him Mr. Cosby, and to all Americans. And he looks forward to securing justice in the Court of Appeal. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless America. Uh, she also added, America will be great when it fulfills the last four words of the revered Pledge of Allegiance and Justice for All, she reportedly said. Uh, so with all these legal wranglings, how old is he again? He is. 80 something, right? Yeah, he is. Right. Right. He's like blind. 85, 86. 85, 86. Yeah, something like that. Uh, if you go through this, <clears throat> it's probably going to take a, a, a couple of years, right? Be, yeah. Well, this goes through the process. Yeah, and he's looking at three to 10 years in prison. So, you know, depending on behavior and so on. But, uh, I mean, how can he possibly misbehave at this point? He's, right? Does he? Physically, yeah, can yeah, he yeah. misbehave? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. 
All right, so it looks like, uh, and, and we're going to start to slide back into the first story, but you, you'll see it. It's, it's, it's okay. It's a few-step process, but you'll see how this goes. We so, sense your pain. So it looks like Jennifer Lopez may have known that A-Rod was the one the first time she laid eyes on him. Oh, this is magical. In an interview for Rodriguez's cover story for Sports Illustrated, J-Lo said that <laughs> she met A-Rod in 2005 at Shea Stadium, and although they were both married at the time, she admitted that there was some sort of, quote, weird electricity between them. Mm. She said, we shook hands, and it was this weird electricity for like three seconds. Were they standing on an extension cord? She said, three to five (laughs) seconds of looking at somebody right in their eyes and getting stuck. When you saw Rochelle, did you have that, Preston? Uh, uh, There was a night. Okay, so, yeah, there was a moment. All right, it wasn't the first night that I met her, but it it was the night that I officially... Went in for the kill. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and I was working. I was a DJ at a at a club, and she was out on the dance floor dancing. And it was almost like a spotlight was on just her amongst this crowd of people dancing. I swear to God, it's a memory that I have. I can clearly remember. So I would, uh, Claire, my wife was working as an intern at WDRE in New York, and so I, I really enjoyed talking to her, walking past. And then I was walking past one time, and she was typing, and she was wearing something, and I could see side boob. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And this then we were off and running. This is where married twenty two years now. Yeah, but I have this vision of her with Damn. this kind of uh, this light blue white light shining on, yeah. the, on the dance floor. Yes, I believe we can make it. It was very much like that. Somewhere I still have the cocktail napkin of which she wrote. Got her. I got her phone number. Right number or wrong number? It was the right number. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I think the, the, the converse side is the, the woman looking at you and going, yeah, I guess I'll do. You know? <laughs> Either that, that yeah. guy won't stop looking at oh, me. Yeah. This guy is creeping me out. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyhow, uh, years later, after A-Rod retired, the two bumped into each other at the Beverly Hills Hotel. That led to their first dinner date where Jennifer described the former baseball player as, quote, nervous, saying, I realized afterwards he was a little nervous saying all this stuff that you would never say on a first date. You have, you've got nice hair. Uh, during the date. <laughs> we should Rod- have a catch. Rodriguez got up to use the bathroom, and then he sent her a text message when he went to the bathroom that said, you look sexy as F. Wow. In all caps. And she said the text, actually, it was a good game because it was very unexpected, and it was super flattering, and I wasn't dressed very sexy. Uh, so that's, the text read, "This is going to be a while." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm fighting. I'm fighting a turtle here. All right, now you shall see. <laughs> now you shall see how this all rolls, all right. rolls back. First date. Uh, right. We were talking about a Rod. A Rod. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, Kylie Jenner isn't too shy to talk about how much money she has, according to Alex Rodriguez, who sat at a table with Kylie and Kendall at the Met Gala. So I reeled it back right to back. the family. You know, we don't we think about the Met Gala. Kylie apparently talked about how rich she was. Oh, my God. Uh, no. In a new interview with Sports Illustrated, A-Rod said, we had a great table. We had uh, Kylie and Kendall. Kylie was talking about Instagram and her lipstick and how rich she is. Uh, now, he added that uh, he and Jennifer Lopez also sat with Idris Elba and his new wife, Sabrina Dowry, and Donatella Versace. So she she just kept blurting out stuff to indicate how rich she is? Well, he doesn't go into too much detail, right. so, but there's more on this. So back in March, Forbes announced that uh, that Kylie 
was world's youngest self-made billionaire. She reacted to the news saying, I didn't expect anything. I did not foresee the future, but feels really good, like a nice pat on, pat on the back. That's so good to so be she, so rich. So then she took to Twitter to deny mm. talking about how rich she was at the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. She retweeted People Magazine's link to their store saying, um, no, I didn't. We only spoke about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Oh, that's it? That's all you talked about? That's it. (laughs) You're not a rod. You're just a rod. (laughs) So um, that's her comment on that. But he says she talked about her. I've I've found over the course of my life that a lot of times the people who are the wealthiest, you would not know. They do not present themselves in a way that's very flashy. They don't talk about the money. A lot of people do not know that uh, Gary Lauer is one of the original uh, investors (laughs) in Google. We want to keep it that way. Okay. Uh, Jeopardy champion and professional sports gambler James Halsauer. Uh, finished out of the money in his World Series of Poker debut on Monday. Huh. He finished in 45th place among more than 1,800 uh, entrants in a no-limit hold'em event. Uh, buy-in was 1,500, and he didn't reach the top 281 finishers who will win shares of some $2.5 million in prize money. Uh, he moved to his second poker event of the day to play with Poker Hall of Famer Mike Sexton in a $1,000 buy-in tag team no-limit hold'em tournament. Sexton began uh, play for both of them. Uh, he told tournament officials to donate half any winnings to a Las Vegas nonprofit for homeless, displaced, and disadvantaged high school students called Project 150. There were a couple of moments uh, during his run on Jeopardy where he was talking about gambling season. Is this what he was referring to? The Maybe World so. Se- okay, yeah. I think that might Do we been. have yeah. Sexton in here? That guy? No. Uh, Case, do you still play now and then? I know you're, you're, it's been a while you're really I, good at poker. Yeah, no, it's been a while since I played. <clears throat> and so they call it uh, gambling season, Nick, because, I mean, this is all leading up to the main event. Right? Which is? That's the televised one? That's the all big right. televised one. Okay. And this it's a $10,000 buy-in. You know, millions and millions of dollars goes to um, the, the, the top ten players and stuff like that. But there are also a whole bunch of other... Um, Events, so, uh, events going on okay. at, at the same time. So, so what he was playing in, what he didn't finish in the money, is not the big main event. Uh, it's just another. I mean, a fifteen hundred dollar buy-in is nothing to sneeze at. Because they refer to him often as a professional gambler, and I didn't know if that just meant poker and card games, or if he would bet on sports. sports. No, he's yeah. a sports That's gambler. Sports, yeah. Yeah. Mainly, what he does, he's just dabbling in poker. For gotcha. Now, so, uh, so Tom Holland plays Spider-Man. Uh, rescued a female fan from being trampled by aggressive autograph seekers. Uh, the woman who goes by the name Nameless Cass on Twitter explained in the incident, uh, this was absolutely insane and should never happen. My neck was literally against a barricade with 30 grown men behind me pushing. Ridiculous how people act like you're not only uh, endangering fans but sa- safety, but Tom as well. And the woman had posted a video where you can see Tom telling the crowd, hey, I'm going to throw your S on the floor if you keep pushing that girl. And then you can hear her say, I'm literally going to have a panic attack. And then Tom Holland goes, it's okay, I got you. Can you back up? And he's trying to He is a hero. Yeah, he is a hero, man. And um, he did actually throw some of their stuff on the ground to get them to uh, to distract them. Good. I love that guy. A lot of times what these people do, Preston, that will do this and, and are so fanatical, they take those autographs and sell them Yeah, that's online. what they do. Yeah, yeah, that's why a lot of times these people are hesitant to, uh, to sign. Yeah, yeah. to uh, you know have their request. Uh, Kate Middleton is the new patron of the Royal Photographic Society, it was announced yesterday. Hmm. Queen Elizabeth, who became the organization's royal patron in 1952, passed down the role to the Duchess of Cambridge. Here, you take this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Royal Photographic Society was founded in 1853 with the objective of promoting the art and science of photography. 
So I don't know what Kate's duties will do, but she is now... She removes the lens cap. She is now the, the head of that particular organization. That's it? That's organization. it? For everybody? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. And now, Kate Middleton shall remove the lens cap, sir, photography may proceed. Hey, according to TMZ, Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife, Beth Chapman, is uh, not expected to recover. Ah, it's very sad. The family is preparing for the worst. Last um, time you mentioned she was in a, uh, a coma, right? Yeah, medically induced coma. Uh, Beth's mom has flown into town to be by her side as well as her children and grandchildren. And the family says that there is not a lot that can be done for Beth at this point. They're taking medical deci- They're making medical decisions with the help of her doctors. As previously reported, she had been suffering with stage four. Now, it says here lung cancer. I thought she had no, throat, it's throat, throat cancer. cancer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for several years, she was hospitalized this past weekend after experiencing difficulty breathing as well as choking. It went away for a while, and this is uh, the return of it. Uh, yeah, she was uh, placed in a medically induced coma. Yeah, it was. She was under remission for yeah. a little while, and then it and it came back. Unfortunately, I, I'm so not horrible I mean, to hear. I know, obviously, he he was legitimately a bounty hunter prior to this, and had a very popular reality show. And yeah. I, I think she was. Is that how they met, or were they? Did they become bounty hunters after they were married, or do you know anything about them? Mm, not much. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as far as their relationship. I know I know that I, I like their style, or their personal style. It's one that I want to adopt. That you tried yeah. to, yeah. yeah. Just we, didn't dr- work. we dressed up as them for Halloween one time. Probably the best Halloween costume oh, really? my wife and I, the tag team costume <laughs> yeah. we've ever done. I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah, it was awesome. But uh, sad news. Hey, Amanda Bynes. I, I rarely check my Twitter account, and yesterday I just happened to flip through it, and I yeah. saw Amanda Bynes post a picture. And she has graduated from California's Fashion Institute Aww. of Design and Merchandising after nearly five years of being enrolled. Uh, the actress shared a photo of herself and a friend in their cap and gowns, along with the caption, FIDM Graduate 2019. She had enrolled in the design school back in 2014, but uh, she was reportedly kicked out for causing, quote, horrendous arguments with <laughs> classmates. Well, that's not good. Uh, but she got back in in 2017. You know she's she's still really young and everything, but she looks like she's tinkered with her face and it does. Uh, I'm, it does. I was like wondering the had, same thing. Like, like she's surgery. had some surgery or something. Yeah. Then, but I think she's got a, um, uh, you know, a, a, what's a what's Body the word? Dysmorphia? Yeah, something along those lines. You know, where she sees things differently and wants to change yeah. them. But there's issues there. I don't think she's ever going to be. Uh, yeah, entertaining again, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyhow, she's graduated, and hopefully that'll mean a, a wonderful life for her. We'll see. Uh, so yesterday, social media was on fire after Breaking Bad stars Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul shared some cryptic, fo- the same cryptic photo. Both actors posted a pic of two donkeys along with a caption saying, soon. And the tease comes just four months after Variety reported that a Breaking Bad sequel film with donkeys was in the works at Netflix. So something like that might be happening. I I don't think you need to do this. No, you do not. <laughs> I think that the the series was perfect. Did they leave the door open for extending the story but with donkeys? Maybe they did and okay. we missed out on that <laughs> obvious <laughs> donkey, clue as donkey to where the, where the story could go. Was one donkey wearing a hazmat suit? No. You don't need to do this. What nah. do you think, Case? I, well, I agree with you, but I loved it so much that I. But what it, I mean, you got what, better. Let me ask you. A lot of them dead. Like, yeah. Before you get too critical, yeah. would it be better with Burroughs? 
I, you know, I don't know. I, okay. I'm not. A, I'm not a, a geographer, Steve, so I don't know. They could call it breaking ass. Breaking yeah. ass. Yeah. There breaking you go, badass. man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, breaking badass. Breaking badass. Yeah, yeah. asses. Um, I wasn't sure, Steve, if maybe they would do some sort of prequel ishness. Is it possibly? Are they both appearing in the sequel to Racing Stripes? Mm. <laughs> Well, if we're going to do sequels, let's double them up, man. Breaking Bad and Racing Stripes. <laughs> but the, the prequel idea is being done with Better Call Saul. And, yep. Yeah, and, it sure and, is. So with, with Brian Cranston's character on Breaking Bad, like, he the just whole story a... arc is, is his descent from being a normal teacher to being this yeah. you know drug lord. And, and well, the prequel portion of it of his life doesn't seem that interesting. You never know. Brian Cranston might not be involved in it. And, and he just, yeah. you know, or, or in, in an acting role, I don't know. But uh, nonetheless, they've teased this, and that's the word, so we'll see if it ends and, up. Uh, just one quick question. But didn't, the the, didn't the end of it, wasn't it kind of open-ended? Like, it wasn't necessarily that bit. one of them died? I mean, what was bit. What was his dying word? Was it donkeys? No. All right. But I don't think you you got a definitive, this guy's dead. All right. Okay. Know. Well, anyhow, we'll see. Uh, NBC Universal has announced The Office will be leaving Netflix in 2021. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. In a statement, the company revealed that the show will be available on its own streaming service. Uh, the Office is the number one series on subscription video on demand services, such as Netflix, when measured by the number of minutes streamed. Uh, NBCU's new streaming service is set to launch next year, so you'll find it there. So I'll tell you what, and Casey, you brought up the fact that, you know, your, uh, your, your daughter, daughter right, yeah. is, is fanatically into it, as is a number of my uh, nephews and nieces-in-law, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's talk about a second life for this series. Yeah. It's, it may be more popular <laughs> at this point than it was in its last years on air. Yeah. One last story. Fast and Furious 9 has started filming. Yeah! <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, is, this the, is this the most sequels for one movie? Because, listen, I no, know. It is. I know it is oh, wait, not. oh, hang Bond. on. Uh, no, well, those weren't sequels. Those are kind of like standalones. They almost feel like Harry Potter, Star Wars. Yeah. Harry Potter had eight total movies. Star Wars has a thousand. I mean, Star uh, Wars has, uh, what, 11 if you include Rogue One and Solo. Okay. Right. So Fast also, and Furious 9. Yeah. The third one, Tokyo Drift, wasn't about family. It wasn't? It, it, well, it took place in, in Japan. It had a different cast, which they reincorporated back into the Fast and Furious lore. And then you have this new one, uh, Lilo and Stitch, with uh, Dwayne Johnson and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> but it was still under the Fast and Furious, you know, title, the one the Tokyo Drift was, so... Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez recorded a video on Instagram on the first day of filming to thank fans for sticking with the franchise. It could be Black Flag. The film. The titles will not fail. Oh, my God. Uh, That sounds disgusting. Oh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) You want a drink? I will. Preferably brought to me by someone in my family. I was watching. I was talking to Nick Murphy. There's a series on press. You know how you watch this guitar player, um, and I, I have subscribed since because of your recommendation. This musician who takes other musicians and examines what they're doing, and and yeah, uh, Wings of Pegasus. Right. So name, yeah, there's right. one for uh, video art effects uh, artists. Oh. So the three guys sit there and they, they examine all these different effects in different movies and how they achieve certain things, and they're critical, and then they're also laudatory of different things. Yeah. So they went through the the, the last. Uh, uh, Fast and Furious with Paul Walker when they were seat, they were basically putting him into a few scenes. And I was telling Nick Murphy that I thought it was just like the final scene in the movie where he's 
they kind of pull up next to each other in cars, and it's the coda to the story and goodbye and so on and so forth. But they have him digitally sort of rendered throughout that movie, and they were showing the scenes, and I couldn't tell. I mean, and, and it is it is the absolute state of the art because, yeah. I mean, they're nailing it. I'm yeah. pretty good with this stuff. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Okay. Uh, so they uh, the film is set to hit theaters May 22nd in 2020. So it's coming up. Yep. All right, we're ready for the clips now. Krypton shows what Superman's home planet was like 200 years before his birth. As, Stinks! As, <laughs> wow. I, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what Krypton was like 200 years. It stinks! I had a Rocky in the fucking Even Rocky, and now Krypton Rocky has a crappy apartment. <laughs> you don't like it? Oh, my God. All right, so... Um, all right, so 200 years before his birth, as his grandfather, Seg-El, uh, fights for... And the, ...for the resent, redemption of his family's honor. In this clip, uh, Cameron Cuff discusses how the show is a love letter to the original content. When we de- designed, you know, the look for Krypton and the things we wanted to do, and when I was putting together the character, there's so much awesome stuff to draw from. You're, you're drawing from the comics, you're drawing from Donna's film, you're drawing from uh, Man of Steel. You know, there's there's so much in there. We got to take all of that and make what we feel is the ultimate science fiction society. What the? F- I uh, watched uh, uh, the first two episodes, and it's. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I stopped watching because apparently it's really good. This oh, is a yeah? new show. Uh, it's it's uh, newish. Okay, yeah. but I mean, and, uh, this season is uh, the first season. The first, or I believe. Season? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You yeah. know how these things go. It could yeah, well I be don't. into the eleventh season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Krypton is on tonight, ten o'clock on Sci-Fi. Let's do the next club. Oh, sorry. sorry. In the first post Avengers Endgame installment of the MCU, Spider-Man: Far From Home shows Peter Parker wanting to lay low and avoid Nick Fury. And here, Samuel L. Jackson discusses. Working with Tom Holland. When it finally happened and we finally got here, you know, it's kind of great to be around that much youthful enthusiasm. And he has an infectious personality. It's kind of great. So it doesn't make it difficult for me as Nick Fury to look at him and say, you know, Tony Stark told me that you were the guy. You're so dumb. (laughs) Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is in theaters Tuesday, July 2nd. We have a screening tonight. How about we get three people to go yeah. through? Yeah. All right, it's at the UA King of Prussia, 730. You need to be there by 7215-263-WMMR. Let's not forget the music for this film done by our good friend Michael Giacchino. Are we getting him on? Yes. All right. Next Hopefully. week. Uh, is he coming in? When's 4th of July? No, he's not. Uh, he actually did some music that's going to be scored at the uh, the Man Music Center later this summer, um, but he will not be in town for that. Okay. Right. But, uh, but uh, we'll he's talk in Dublin to him. right now. Sorry, yeah. Can't wait to talk to yeah. him. All right, so that is it for the entertainment report. Uh, We're going to go ahead and take a break and uh, dive into the meat of the morning. Hang in there. We'll save a piece for you. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, the Greg Silver Band. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. See and hear more at WMMR.com. Keyword local shots. The Greg Silver Band. Jackson's local shots artist of the month. 
Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, I have a variety of stories that I could share with you this morning. I uh, don't know which. Uh, who do you want me to be? Who do you want to be? That's the like, question. I feel like I'm talking to my wife and kids. Who do, who do you people want me to be now? <laughs> what do you want? You want me to be the good guy? You want me to be the coach? You want me to be the... I don't know. What, what, are, what do you want me to be? Here's limit. Yeah, I can be the noticer. I can clean up my junk drawer. We could stop by the odds and ends store. Whatever you like. <laughs> junk Step drawer right is up. my favorite. All right, uh, really? there it is. Sold to the woman in the leopard print. <laughs> uh, here's an item that uh, just popped up this morning. Uh, the sprawling Bel Air estate owned by late media tycoon Jerry Perencio. Uh, which was once the home of the Beverly Hillbillies, has had its listing price slashed again. We can get it now. Yeah, in August of 2017, the home hit the market for $350 million, making it the most expensive home in the United States. A little more than a year later, the home's price tag was slashed by $100 million. In October 2018, the residents hit the market again, but with an asking price of $245 million. And on Monday... The price was cut by another $50 million. Guys, how can we not? And the sellers are now asking for $195 million. So that's one of the iconic houses of all time, the the estate. Um, I've seen it a number of times uh, because it's, you know, when you take the Hollywood tour, it it, it looks exactly the way it did at the beginning of the Beverly Hillbillies. A lot of people may not remember that series, but it's, you've probably seen it in in the, the fact, did they use it in the movie? I think they did, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. But the most expensive home in the United States. By the way, even with this price cut, it is still the most expensive home on the market in the United States. What, Nick, you had the article the other day of that house out by St. Gabe's. Yeah, it has a few different names. Um, uh, the one that's most recently applied to it is uh, called the Fatlands or Vaux Hill, V-A-U-X Hill. And it's uh, if you drive on 422, and I'm sure there are a lot of people on 422 in traffic right now going past it. Yeah. It's uh, the house that kind of looks like the White House. It's up oh, yeah. near, near St. Gabe's, near that school. And uh, it's for sale now. And I was—I sent you the article, Preston. One because it's interesting to see that it's for sale. But two, I was surprised at how low the price was. And it's a high price for for almost everybody. But uh, for that property, it was under three million dollars. Yeah, two point seven million. And this house has been uh, a version of this mansion has been on that property since the seventeen hundreds. There's a long really? history behind it. Yeah, it's pretty okay. fascinating. That's history. only two point seven million. Only two point seven million. I mean, that I know looks like that's a, a lot of money. Place, yeah, it, it is. And so, does that include washer and dryer? Does yeah. Okay. What about acreage? Um, the the there are attempts to subdivide the property a little bit, case. Okay. So I think that was part of the reason why it was a little bit lower. But originally it was listed at like three point six, three point seven. So it's come down a million. <sighs> and um, Steve, if you uh, you know, it's literally up on like Zillow or one of those oh, websites. Really? You can get a virtual tour of the place. It's pretty cool. There are just drone fo- footage. and I love Zillow. I know. Me too. <laughs> I'm so freaking nosy. Yeah. I want to see him. People. So I was taking the, uh, the you know, I was going through some pictures of the interior because you rarely see the interior of what this place looks like. And it's it looks so astoundingly uncomfortably, you know, pristine. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 It's just one yeah. of those. It's too guys. much. Yeah. It almost looks like a like a business, you know. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just old money with, you know, yeah. it's just. A little but, cold. But I was surprised, too, because it looks like a, you know, 8 or $10 million home. That's what I thought. And it's like $2.7 And you're right, Steve. There's a, there's a ballroom. 
Honestly, it reminds me. I told you guys I went to the um, um, the Greenbrier Estate uh, or the Greenbrier Resort, right. and it, it's a lot of that. There's very ornate right. carpets and and uh, really bright colors on the walls and stuff, and, and marble and all of that. Wouldn't but... you Wouldn't you keep a mini bike to go from room to room and <laughs> sure. down the hall? Mini bike, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this before, but part of that that version of the mansion uh, was built by a guy named uh, Peter Camille, and uh, it's called the Camille Curve by some people because 422, oh, yeah. if you look at a map from above, goes all the way around St. Gabe's and uh, Vaux Hill Mansion because he he was so um, influential in the PA legislature. You can see this on 422. The yes, house? yes, oh, yeah. uh, even I, I, I remember it. Hey, yeah. You can see it better in the fall. Uh, when, when, just, when, when the trees in the winter, when the trees lose their leaves, but it's you, you got to look. You can only see it for a moment, but yeah. Casey, it looks like you're looking at the White House. I can't DC. believe I've missed this. I mean, yeah. I you know I drove on that uh, stupid highway now, many many times. Camille yep. worked with uh, another guy, Kamazel, and they worked for Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. <laughs> okay, right. you remember? Yeah, yep. yeah, uh, and they were a great architectural firm. <laughs> Casey, the actual address is uh, Pauling's Road. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to keep going. And, um, Go ahead. And so you can see it better from Pauling's Road. There's a, a place called Mill Grove uh, Sanctuary, which is across the street. But so if but if you get stuck on traffic on, on 422K sometime and you're near Valley Forge Park, you can see it. So Camille <laughs> got together with Kamazel. Yeah. And they, and they created, worked for Hoss of Ever Incorporated, but they, they, they had a falling out. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so anyhow, the this house is for sale now, the Beverly Hillbillies home. Uh, the anticipated sale of the state known as Chartwell, Chartwell, I yes. think we should call it, is expected to beat the current record sale in Los Angeles Here's County. Here's the doorbell at Char- Chartwell. These, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, the record, the record sale for a home is 110 millions, which, 110 million, which was set in April of 2018 when Peter Morton sold his oceanfront mansion in Malibu. So, according to the Los Angeles Times, what would you say besides, of course, like the White House is the most iconic house? It's the most I- iconic house in the United States. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's a place now. It wouldn't be the most iconic because I doubt everybody, you know, in, in the U.S. knows about it just as far as being aware of it. But there's a place in North Carolina called uh, Biltmore House and Gardens. Yeah. And I've been there and it's supposed to be the most the biggest house in the country. OK. And it's, and it's you know, now it's a tourist attraction. What is but it? It's, it's, what's the architecture? It's obnoxious. Uh, it's it's um, it's big and 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 like a like a gray colored granite, you know, I guess. And um, I, it's not gothic per se, but it's just big and institutional. It almost looks like a French chateau. Uh, there you go. That'd yeah. be better. French ar- architecture. A chateau. Yeah. A chateau. Um, oh, okay. It looks like yeah. It, does, it looks like a, it, it looks castleish. Yeah, it's it's beyond massive. Uh, well, we talked about the Winchester House, which is um, I don't know a lot of if that. Lot of I've it, actually heard is smaller than you think it is. I've seen it, and, and it yeah. is it is smaller. Uh, and now, but it meanders, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But um, what would be? I mean. We don't I mean, really. We I don't, we I don't, just go to we TV. don't really have like yeah. yeah. And then you you're, are you talking you're, like historic? Like the Monticello is pretty amazing, and um, yeah. Mount yeah. Vernon's cool. But we've talked uh, about um, Graceland oh. a few times, and Graceland is much smaller than you would think Elvis's place would be. But it, it's a cool place to go visit. It's just not. It's not really a mansion, you know. Teddy Roosevelt's house in uh, on Long Island. Um, the hell is it? Is it do you remember the name? Of it? No. I'm, I'm having a brain How about, fart. Uh, Hyannisport. Hyannisport. Yes. There's a, there's a well-known one as well. Right. I mean, these are, and that's not that's not a sprawling estate, no. but it's just it's, it's one iconic. you've seen, and you would see the the Kennedys playing touch football. Hey, yeah. go, go go deep. Sagamore Hill, Steve. Sagamore Hill. That's Teddy Roosevelt's place. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Nice. Uh, by the way, this particular estate uh, was born uh, was built in 1930. Which one? You, the uh, the one in in the Beverly Hill Valley okay. yeah, which is known as Chartwell. You remember? No, Chartwell actually <laughs> is what it's called. Uh, and <laughs> that's the uh, coming. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was built by renowned architect. Sumner Spaulding in 1930 for a property developer and his wife, but they didn't even move in, so it laid empty until the 1940s. It just sat there. That's what happens sometimes. They build these places and they just sit. They there. sit there inert. Now there was, I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. You can, if you, I know this might be a little digging, but for a while, I believe there was some sheikh who had purchased the estate, and there is a series of statues around the house, and he had ordered pubic hair painted onto the statues. Okay. Oh. And this, uh, and I'm not making this up. I believe, mm. I think it was here. Well, there was a shake episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> oh, my God. Season four, episode three. Yeah, it's that. real. Okay. So, in the 1960s, Chartwell became known as the home of the Clampett family. The property was shown in the opening credits and throughout the popular sitcom that ran from 1962 to 1971. After the series ended, the estate itself was owned by renowned hotelier, uh, Arnold uh, Kirkaby before uh, Parencio bought it in 1986, and he's had it ever since. And then he passed away, when, and now it's uh, it's up for sale. But they keep dropping the price on it. When you have money like that, and you get an estate like that, it's in many ways it's less a home and more a showpiece. Yeah. It's it's where you entertain. It's yep. it's to show yep. you're wealthy enough to afford a house like that, yeah, exactly. right? It's because it's a business move. Not only are you you wealthy enough to afford a house like that, you're wealthy enough to pay the taxes on a house like that. Can you imagine what that would run yeah. every year to to not even live there? And not necessarily have a full on upkeep on it, but just to pay to had to own it. When your Roombas are Rolls Royces, yeah. that's how. So the ten point three. Let me give you some details on this real quick. The ten point three acre estate features large gardens, a seventy five foot swimming pool, a tennis court, and an underground car park for forty cars. Forty. There are my oh underground my car park fits two cars. By the way, there are Match five five <laughs> properties on the entire estate, including the longtime residence of Ronald and Nancy Reagan. So they lived one on, day. They lived on that property, the, uh, like the guest house. No, no. But uh, there's there. The property is made up of five estates oh, all together. Okay. So I guess they could, you know, uh, yeah. Maybe you could. Maybe they kind of rented it. I don't know. Stayed with the uh, the Underhills, I believe, in uh, their cabana. Uh, Parencio bought the former first couple's property for fifteen million in June of two thousand sixteen. Uh, so I guess, oh, you know what he did? He bought up the property around that and made it part of this estate. Oh, so there that's you what it go. Is. Okay. okay. So the residence boasts impressive views of downtown Los Angeles over the treetops at the edge of the estate. Uh, Parencio made his name as a talent manager. That's what he did for a living to, God, to afford that house. Mm. A talent manager. So he, he worked with artists, including Andy Williams, Johnny Mathis, and Sergio Mendez in the 1960s. So look, Nancy, from our deck, you can see the big donut down on sunset. So, <laughs> uh, wow, that's amazing. Have we talked about this other, uh, giant mansion in our area in, in, uh, Elkins Park that, uh. It's it's up for eleven million dollars. It is a fifty five bedroom, twenty bathroom, seventy thousand square foot mansion on thirty three acres. No, for in, all of our talking about mansions, Park, Philadelphia. Casey, how come people don't? We always say, please invite us to your yeah. mansion. I don't think anybody <laughs> no one lives ever does. In here. I, I'm not really sure about this place, but it is. Um, I mean, it, 
it's, How many it's rooms? 55 bedrooms. Bedrooms? 55 bedrooms? 55. There are many hotels that are smaller than that. Mm-hmm. Oh 55 bedrooms? Yeah, I think they call this place Linwood. Uh, Linwood okay. Hall. Uh, is that it, Nick? No, no, this is uh, the one in Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, speak, speaking of property... Uh, I do have another story. You know, this could be, uh, I could be the realtor. The realtor. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Man, I don't have any music for There's you. No music well, for oh. you're still in the chunk drawer, technically, but yeah, we I have to flirt with the notion of, inter- of creating the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Preston Skiffington. <laughs> that could be your character. Um, all right, so no. I've got, the realtor can be one of these two things. It can okay. either be. I'll light the fire. <laughs> or house. it could be. I like that. Our better. house. I like yeah. Our House by Madness a little bit better. Okay. So. It's a little more buoyant. All right, so Avengers Endgame fans can now rent Tony Stark's iconic cabin. Wow. From Endgame. I love that place. It was really pretty, yeah. right? Uh, the lakeside lodging in rural Fairburn, Georgia, has been listed on Airbnb with a starting price of $335 per night. That's probably skipped up, yeah? Well, I don't That's know. the price right now? I think Even so. after appearing in Endgame? Yeah, yeah. It's a location where Stark's family well, the, lived. The area must be a dump. Uh, during Endgame. No, they're just, you know, it's reasonable. You going in that big house over there? Uh, the three-bed, three-bath cabin allows for six guests and is a 20-minute drive from the Hartsfield-Jackson-Atlanta International Airport. Wow. Still dates available for the summer. Now, this article came out a couple of weeks ago, so it might be booked up now. I'm not sure. Uh, the Apparently, the listing says, set in the middle of beautiful Bucart Farm. Oh, Bukaki Farms. And, and home <laughs> of the Chattahoochee Hills. Uh-huh. Eventing. What the hell is eventing? Uh, uh, this guest cabin can be your home away from home. Isn't the lake that they go down in deliverance the Chattahoochee River? I don't the know. Lake, the lake, the river, I should say. Yeah. Alan Jackson had a song about the Chattahoochee River. I know that. All right. Are you down yonder on Chattahoochee? <laughs> it's absurd, yeah. How's that? I don't like the idea of southern lakes. They scare me for some reason. Shut or... up, dude. They're awesome. I know. I know. The fish I have accent? around those. D- uh, it's, it's, it's definitely the accent that the fish There's have. There's some no. beautiful lakes. What yes. is with you and water? Go uh, ahead. Well, alligators. <laughs> Oh, shut <laughs> up. Jesus. You and, have that and parasites. Up. Parasites. And parasites. Do you still have that other list for Casey? The, oh, yes, The top I do. places never to swim. Kathy gave me this list. It's extensive. I have to go through it, but yeah. it's the places you never want to go swimming. I, I, I'll, I, I'll go through that soon because we need to make that about happen. Casey. Yeah, uh, yeah I want to see him have a seizure. There are a bunch in the United States. Like, I so love one, the idea of northern lakes. I do. <laughs> Anything like above Why? the Mason because of the parasites. Alligators? Well, alligators is just one. It's just one of them. Like a Georgia lake. Like, why would anybody? What ever... about the moose? Uh, why don't you forget, forget about the moose? moose. Why don't you forget about the it's moose? One of the reasons that it's one of the things that I that I miss about being in the Midwest and the South. I did live in the South for a little while in South Carolina. I was born in Tennessee. But um, is the lack of lakes around here. Yeah. There are lakes all over the place once you start to head a little further out west and down south. And lakes are great for water skiing, fishing, water sports in general, houses on lakefront properties. I really, really miss that. And there there are some around here. There's just not that many, and they're hard to find. 
Well, you know, our, our state song tells you what we have. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, and that's really all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, I, have you have you ever been to uh, Texarkana? It's it's a I believe that's a uh, man made lake. Know, no, not Texarkana. Lake Texarkana. Yeah. Uh, it's, no, it's I huge. have been to Arkansas. Uh, yeah. on some rivers in Arkansas. I'm going trout fishing down there, but I have I've never been to Texarkana. Well, down by Texas. But you do like lakes in general. Like, I do. Uh, Listen, one of my favorite vacations was on Lake Winnipesaukee. It was a spring-fed lake. I didn't right. have to worry about parasites swimming into my ears and eating my brain. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about alligators. You did, but they, they had the northern accents. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I really... Like, there are a couple of lakes because, you know, Lauren Harris uh, from our calendar. She yes. lives in the Seattle area. She does. Like, I want to... Sammamish. Uh, I want to go, like, to that lake. Porch Lake in Michigan. Uh, Michigan, I want to... Michigan. Uh, Michigan, I want to go to... <laughs> It's a new um, state. They're working on yeah. Michigan, yeah. Listen, we're moving ahead with Michigan. Uh, but um, we just need a population and buildings. Can you make... Michigan. I love it. Uh, you knew what I meant. I, we know it. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Um, but the idea... So, and, and, is My wife was the one who told me about the parasite that lives in bodies of water where there's a certain temperature and it'll... Swim into your ear and then go into your brain. Yeah. And then you like you walk your brain. Yes, the, yeah. the amount of people that get in the wash. <laughs> <like> a horse. <laughs> Stand, ponds. You know what you don't go into? Don't go into ponds. Yeah, but in lakes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're better off in lakes. It, it's usually, it, usually it's stagnant water. And it's something but, you yeah. wouldn't go into anyway. Yeah. And that, you know, the clearest, you know, the clearest lakes in the country are in Michigan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, Torch Lake is pretty damn clear. But uh, I don't know why you have this disdain for me because of this 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 fear that I have. Preston. I, I don't hate you or anything like that. I, do. I just think it's silly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> That's so funny, guys. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Uh so this summer consider Michington. <laughs> It says here in the listing, need to get away from it all without traveling more than 30 minutes from Atlanta. Need to have a corporate retreat with your elite team. Need uh, need to come take the kids fishing and <laughs> watch. Come. I know. I know. Need I, to come <laughs> take the kids fishing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Michington. I was... Need to come <laughs> take the family. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> it, was, it was the next line on the copy here. I, just I really it. need to come here. Michigan. Need to come here. Take the kids fishing <laughs> and watch a horse show. Watch a donkey show. We got lakes. <laughs> it's amazing how an unintended comma can change just the whole complexion of a sentence. Complexion of a sentence. Yeah. Your Lord. <laughs> and it says, then this is your place. <laughs> this is your place. <laughs> Need to come take the kids fishing and watch a horse show, then this is your place. <laughs> so you can book that. Uh, it's only $335 a night. It was a really beautiful um, property. Uh, so that is available, and especially if you are an Avengers fan, you'd want to do that. Uh, there are places and TV shows and, and movies where I would love to stay. There's um, Kathy and I have talked about it. I think, Casey, you watch a show as well called uh, Bloodline on Netflix. There was three or four seasons of it, and they, had, they ran a, a hotel in the Florida Keys, and I looked into staying there. It's ridiculously expensive. You can't really afford it, but it's it's such a cool 
um, place, and, and, and anybody can stay there now. And I'm, I'm always curious as to whether or not these places end up jacking up their prices yeah. because of the TV show. Oh, sure. Of course they, they would. They'd be yeah. idiots yeah. to not. Yeah. yeah. Because of the canceled TV show? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was at, We were talking about vacation not too long ago, and I forgot what the topic of the conversation was, how we got started on it. But somebody had, had texted or emailed in about staying in, and it's a place I never really consider going, is uh, into the Smoky Mountains. And apparently, there's there's rental properties and resorts that are just stunning out there. Well, there's way. a national park, you know, and anytime I there's a national get, park, yeah, because it's so much closer than heading way out west, mm-hmm. which is amazingly beautiful, but is an arduous traveling experience. That's it. I, you know, I'm looking for those those places that are, um, you know, not too far away. Yeah, I just found out there there there's a there are some new B and Bs in Maniunk. Like, really? yes, there's okay. one in Conshohocken. Is, like, it, is it nice? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it looks nice. I'd from like the to outside. get away from Mount Airy and visit Conshohocken. Right, <laughs> that's but that's what we keep saying. Who is staying at a, at a? Yeah, um, you know, it's know. a it's a bed and breakfast. It's right on one of the numbered streets on the east side. It's where the people from Delco like to go on vacation. <laughs> right. No, but really, like we're like it's just like Michigan to a bed and breakfast in Conshohocken. It just seems a little bizarre. I know it does. But I, well, there you go. These little <laughs> gems. All right. Uh, well, anyhow, you should come. You should to <laughs> Concha Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we need to wrap it up? Because we're going to go on yes. in just a second. So, uh, well, this, this has been the realtor, a subsubject section of the junk drawer, right? Completely unintended, and uh, nonetheless, I like the realtor. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for properties in your area. <laughs> uh, yeah, Prestington. Tom Prestington. Prestington. Oh, nice. All right, let's take a break, folks. And you know what? As we are taking a break, I should give away some of these passes. You can either join Casey tonight at Club Gay in Bristol. You have to be at least 21 years of age. Or Nick tomorrow night at Club Gay in Philadelphia for the big cash booth event they have going on. Now, this starts at 8 o'clock, and it comes with a one-hour VIP open bar and your opportunity to get in the cash booth, maybe grab a bunch of money. Nice. So if you'd like to go... Uh, Casey, you got a number on how many callers I can take right now? Uh, I, I would say three. All right, we'll take three callers, and you can choose either tonight or tomorrow. It's up yeah. to you. You have to be at least 21 years of age. 215-263-WMMR. Scheduled to have some ladies from Clubber Scan or Heidi Cam. We'll tell you when that comes up. When we come back, we'll do the B-File, and we'll also go on Fox 29. Good day this morning. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Chester Bennington. Glorious Sons. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Flubber's Gay stopping by. They have their uh, first ever cash booth contest tonight and tomorrow. Uh, tonight in Bristol with Casey Boyd. Tomorrow night with Nick in Philadelphia. Uh, so stop by. Might have your chance to win. And uh, I'll let you know when they arrive and we get that whole thing up and running. So stay tuned for that. Going to go live on Fox Good Day in just a moment. Uh, about 10 seconds or so. This is kind of giving me the high sign. Um, we have uh, some other friends stopping. I'll get you those details in a little bit. But the moment we hear the music begin, uh, that means we are going to go live on Fox Good Day and the B-File after that. So here we go. <laughs> uh, Preston and Steve, we always have kind of odd questions for you. We've got another one uh, okay. for you this morning. We found this study. I'm just going to ask you two guys. Uh, when was uh, Preston? Let's start with you. When was the last time you were in a public swimming pool? Oh, a public swimming pool. 
Uh, that is a very good question. Probably when I went on family vacation a couple of years ago. It's been a couple of years since I've been in a public pool. Okay. Private pool. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what? You have one? I do, yes. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah. Sure on the radio. Okay, Steve, what about you? Uh, years uh, for, for a public pool and a couple of days for a private because we just got a pool too yeah. my wife has always wanted to have a pool ever since she was a little girl and we finally got uh-huh. one so that's cool but a public pool uh i would rather swim in a septic tank <laughs> steve's not a fan yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm not a fan mm-hmm. well people say in this survey it's mostly when you go on vacation about almost 40 percent of the people they surveyed said they haven't been in a public pool in a long long time they don't like the way they look. They, they don't want to use the public restroom. Right, because it's always wet, and I don't know, you know, what the... the... Is it pee yes. or pool? Yeah, pools are generally wet, no, but I'll tell bathroom. you this. Hey. No, the bathroom Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Did you, guys, did you guys know, I think I saw this the other day, Philadelphia might have more public pools than... It's one of the top cities. Not. No, no, no. Then oh. I, I want to say than any city in the country. Really? It, really? There are more public pools here than you think there How are. How about that? In yeah. this, in this, I, I saw it not that long ago, a study. I a did. related article on, on the uh, in the paper today is we have a lifeguard shortage in this city. Uh-oh. Okay. Kathy. No, Kathy and Casey were both lifeguards growing up. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. New job for us. Yeah. yeah, that's why I have yeah. I have zero problems with public pools. Like I just I just know that they're they're regulated. They're checking the the chlorine levels, the pH levels I'm with every you, single hour. Really? They're, they're can fine. you can you say with a degree of confidence that yes. when you have we, 150, 200 people in in like a huge public pool, you have pool? to check the levels. That's the that's the point. How yeah. often do you check every it? hour? Every hour. Once an hour. Really? Yes. Yes. No, I, I want I want a taste test before I get in. <laughs> now, yeah. public safety is big. But it's it's very very important for uh, for public. Pools, is so. this yeah. okay? I don't well. know, uh, but you know where we could all go is the Valley Beach Poolside Club at Valley Forge uh, Casino Resort on July eleventh oh. for the Preston and Steve Belly Flop Championship yeah. with celebrity judge Mike Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah. I committed to it this Wait, year. Does that mean he has to jump too? Of I course, to yeah. <laughs> he can simply mm, judge yeah. if he gets there. He may be sw- Mikey might be swept up in the in the uh, in the whole deal, but and that's up yeah. to you. Hey, but we're thrilled to have you. We've ended up in the pool before. Oh yes, we have, and we I have had my you. Apple Watch on when I did. That's I forgot right. about oh, that. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, well, Mike is going to be one of our celebrity judges, yes. and it is free of charge. Twenty one and over event on July eleventh, and it's Mike. It is a spectacle. Oh, I've seen mm. plenty of tape of it. It's one of my favorite events that you guys do. Well, Hank did it last year. And the outfits, yeah. too. The outfits oh, are great. Yep. Yes, and the stomachs. Oh. <laughs> you got to have the stomach. You All know, right, we're doing those. we some donuts. We're, we're, we're looking for, actually, we have a, a category uh, specifically for women who are interested in it. We're trying to get oh. ladies to come out and participate yep. as well. Yep. A lot more guys want to do it, but if you're interested in coming out and participating and you're a woman, you think you, think you have belly flop uh, chops. Let sure. us know. Yeah, WMMR.com. You can get signed up. But ladies can flop, too. That works. Yeah, and, you, and listen, you don't have oh, to be yeah. big. We've had some of our winners have been not only just slight, and I mean, like skinny have yeah. won it. So. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yep. Yeah. I'm also giving uh, away I'll stone tickets as well. Eleventh. Uh, All right. Uh, you guys. Thank okay. you, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Here. We'll see you later. Okay. Yes, we are. Casey, $500 for each gender and a pair of Rolling Stone tickets for each uh, gender as well. And then I think we're going to have... Uh, the man and woman uh, battle up to see just who the overall winner is, but we have prizes for each gender. 
uh, which is awesome. So, and I haven't checked in the past couple of days, but a couple of days ago, we just had one girl signed up. So, let me. Your chances of winning are huge, ladies. May I float out a potential character for a lady yeah. to play? Step up as Julie Jerkoff. Oh, oh my God! You see, and yes, you can you can step out of who you are and be someone else for a moment, yep. and 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 dress up a part, be a, be a character, whoever you want it to be. It could be show oriented. It could be. Um, I don't know. You could be a superhero. You could be whatever. Anybody you want to be, anything you want to be, but just jump in the pool that way. Yeah, we did have a woman who competed with the men a couple of years ago. Yes. She was Wonder Woman. She was damn good. That's right. Yeah. She was Wonder Woman. Really good. So let's get you signed up and let's get you on board. It is WMMR.com. Just go to events when you click there. Now, the deadline to enter is Wednesday, July 3rd. So don't. Sit there and think about this too much. Go ahead and get signed up, and let's get you on board for this. And if you just want to come out and watch it all, please. We're going to have a good time. We'll have some live music. Not live music. We'll have a DJ. We'll have some things, you know, drink specials, all that stuff going on. It will almost sound live. It will almost sound live. (laughs) All right. So, details, WMMR.com. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Create the backyard of your dreams at Sequoia Outback on Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. Well, I have to lead with a story that has the words tornado of poop. Tornado oh, of poop. Yes. A, I'm all ears. A tornado of poop hit residents in Massachusetts last week after an underground blockage caused raw sewage to wildly expel from toilets. Four homes in Melrose, a city about 10 miles north of Boston, experienced a storm which began Thursday morning. Uh, oh, my God! Yeah. Silvano Ortiz, a resident, said, I was getting ready for work, and then I heard a bubble. Oh, no. It was a crazy scene. I literally, it literally spun and flowed out. The woman captured the moment, a tornado of poop started forming and started spewing out. She got it on video. Shows- tornado! <laughs> Shows a dark, murky liquid bursting from the toilet bowl at her home on Brazil Street. It's like a poop geyser. She said the unsanitary experience destroyed everything, including her wedding dress, floors, walls, and entire bathroom. She keeps her wedding dress in her bathroom? Uh, she said it's going to cost about $8,000 to rid her home of the sewage. Uh, she also said it took the city of Melrose a full day to respond when she requested assistance about the incident. I said, I don't know what's more disgusting, the feces in my living room or the way the city is responding to it. Uh, The feces in the living room. Uh, Mayor Gail Inferna blamed the backup on a main sewer line that was blocked and said the Department of Public Works employees responded immediately after receiving a call in the area about a potential water issue. The sewage blockage has been repaired and the ensuing damage remains under investigation. But tornado of poop. Years ago, a uh, neighbor's septic tank backed up into the house. Oh, that was wonderful. I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. A Nebraska man accused of fatally strangling a 24-year-old woman after wooing her through an online dating app with his girlfriend stunned the courtroom when he cut his own throat several oh times during his murder trial on Monday. Uh, Bailey is, this is what he said. Uh, the guy's name is Ar- Aubrey Trail, and he yelled, Bailey is innocent and I curse you all. This is in the middle of court on Monday before reportedly slashing the right side of his neck. Did they say what he used to slash his neck? It was not immediately clear what he used to cut himself. 
Trail is on trial for the first-degree murder of Sydney Loof, who went missing for 19 days after a Tinder date. Her body was finally found in December 2017 in garbage bags scattered amongst ditches and farm fields in rural Nebraska. Prosecutors allege that Trail conspired for weeks to lure Loof to her death with the help of his 24-year-old girlfriend, Bailey Boswell. Both Trail and Boswell pleaded not guilty last July to first-degree murder. If convicted, they face the death penalty. After cutting himself in court... Trail fell out of the wheelchair he's been using during the trial and onto the floor. He appeared pale and was unresponsive as deputies rushed him to administer first aid. A stretcher was brought into the courtroom, and Trail was put into an ambulance to be taken to the hospital. The outburst came in the second week of the murder trial. Oh, that didn't work. Uh, Trail admitted that he hid the 24-year-old's body out of fear, pleaded guilty to disposing her body in June. Authorities found Luce's body in several garbage bags, like I said, about an hour and a half drive from her apartment complex. The tra- uh, Trail's court-appointed lawyer, Joe Murray, argued that in his opening statement that Luce was a willing participant in a sexual encounter with Trail and two other women and was accidentally choked to death. Sick-effing people out there. Yep. Uh, the King County Sheriff's Office said it's investigating after a man reportedly tripped and was accidentally shot by his own rifle earlier this month while chasing a black bear off his uncle's property. <laughs> Richard Hibbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard Hibbs spoke from his hospital bed in Seattle where he's been uh, for the last several weeks and said that he was chased by the bear, not the other way around, and that the encounter almost took his life. He said, I know I could have died. Officer, that's not what happened at all. Uh, Hibbs said that he first saw a bear in the morning that day on the rural property where he lives alone. He said it's about a thousand pound black bear just walking through the driveway. Uh, He said he was bringing firewood inside later that day when he encountered the bear. He said, I heard this twig break, and I turned, and I saw the bear. Hibbs said that he bolted. And I see you. He said, the weapon I was carrying fell to the ground, and it went off. The worst pain imaginable. Deputy said that Hibbs was taken to the hospital in critical condition, said that he had several surgeries on his leg and is currently not able to walk on his own. Uh, He disputes the... Uh, what the deputies said had happened. He said, I didn't chase the bear. It chased me. Who in their right mind chases a bear? So <laughs> Hibbs said that. That is he, a good question. Hibbs said he's seen five bears in, this spring on his uncle's property. The I've seen five of them. He said, uh, this is the most active bear season I've seen in my life. I uh, does not want to go back to the home. Said He said, I see the bear's face when I go to bed. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. so freaked him out a bit. Death yeah. is coming for you. Uh, let's see. You want another bear story? Yeah, please. All right, how about this? A black, yeah, how about another one? A black bear was tranquilized and relocated Friday after letting himself into a residence, making himself at home and giving law enforcement a chuckle. The bear had somehow gotten into the house's mudroom and locked himself inside. Uh, Jamie Jonkel uh, said the door had been ajar. <laughs> Uh, Jamie Jonkel said it was a jar? Yeah, Jamie Jonkel is a wildlife Jeez. specialist, and he said that Jamie Jonkel said the, j- the door was ajar, uh, and he said he must have tested it and stepped inside. That door's not a jar, it's a door. A f- <laughs> <laughs> when is a door I not a door? When it's a jar. That's right. A Facebook post from the sheriff's office said the... I feel weird. Uh, the bear began ripping the room apart once it realized it couldn't get out. The bear eventually gave up trying to force his way out. And, oh, this is one of those escape rooms. And then he climbed on top of a shelf of a closet to fall asleep. They have a picture of him up on top of the shelf. Wow. Uh, looking a, down a at him. bear that big? Yeah. Uh, it was the first call of the day for uh, Corporal Zach Sargent and Deputy Andrew Beatty. 
The family had been woken up by the racket downstairs, called 911. They had given the responding deputies a pretty clear picture of what was going on. But even so, Sergeant looked in the mudroom window toward the ground, thinking that the bear would still be digging through trash or hiding underneath something. Uh, there's a hidden compartment in this copy of Moby Dick. The two tried to rouse the bear and eventually got the door open and uh, tried to draw him out. And he said, uh, Beatty said, I was assuming the bear would just come running out of there, but... He went back to bed. <laughs> he said he would just look at us and yawn. Never did anything aggressive towards us. At that point, the officers settle in to wait for the bear to either wander out of the door or fish wildlife and parks to arrive with tranquilizers. And they did. And they shot and tranquilized the bear. Uh, Jonkel characterized the bear as a typical young male around three years old and about 70 pounds. Uh, the bear was relocated to the foothills of the Mission Mountains northeast of Missoula. So Thank you, Jamie okay. Jungle. Yeah, there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File this morning. Casey has an announcement to make. Well, Ooh. I mean, we've already sort of announced it, but I just wanted to um, remind our listeners that we are just about a month away from the Bend to the Shore bike tour. Yes. And uh, this all benefits the Families Behind the Badge Children Foundation. So, uh, Team WMMR has more riders this year than we ever have in, in right. years past, which is really, really awesome. great. We're up to 89 riders, which is awesome. Uh, but I have a fundraiser that I had to put together in order to, you know, raise funds for the team and everything like when that. What is it? Uh, so, well, so it's a it, it's a raffle, okay. right? So I'm raffling off this really awesome 24-inch SE bike. Uh, you've seen these bikes. This one is it's called the uh, SoCal Flyer. You had it at the Blood Drive. I it's did. really cool. If you want to see what it looks like, I have pictures of it on my uh, Instagram page. Uh, but it's, like, green and orange and it's got blue tires. Like It's I, been ridden by one Kathy Romano. It has. It's I know nice. it, I know it sounds loud but believe no, me nice. if, if you have a like a teenager like they're gonna love this bike I think it's but, cool looking period for an adult i love that the colors on it. It, it it and actually it's it's big enough for me but small enough for like a, an 11 year old but uh the, I, the, the point is i uh i printed out just a a, a finite amount of raffle tickets right. i only have like 50 raffle tickets left if you are interested in buying a raffle tickets one uh ticket is ten dollars three tickets for twenty dollars um and if you want to email me i can give you my venmo information or if you want to come to the station you can buy raffle tickets but there's also I bought this bike at a place called Cycle Fit in um, Wallingford. If you go to Cycle Fit, you can actually get the raffle tickets for five dollars. Oh, right? okay, so, just so kind of if you go there, and, and they have a finite amount. And this information is up on the website. It's up. Okay, it's, everything is up on my my Instagram page and everything like that. I'm going to draw the winner on July third, uh, and I will do the drawing live on like Facebook Live. You know, so. I just don't want to piss people off. You know what no, I mean? No, so I, gotcha. I, I want to make sure everything is, like, legit and, and ultimately, like, everything goes towards the Families Behind the Badge Children's Foundation. A, it's for a great cause. Yep. B, the bike is really cool. I've seen it. Right. And and it's a he- for just that price to get this bike is yeah. well worth it. So our team crushed it in fundraising last year, and that was basically we had one guy who joined, like, the last month and raised, like, Almost fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, well, that guy's not on my team this year. Damn it! <laughs> oh. um, so we, but we're still f- in fourth place as far as team fundraising is concerned. So I'm looking to jack that up a little. Did he bit. bail on you? Uh, you I did don't. You piss him off? No, I didn't piss him uh, off. But he didn't win the bike. Listen, man, it's it's a commitment, and so so everybody yeah. on my team gets a free jersey. It's yeah. the, like it, literally the least I could do 
for the team members at Team WMMR. Um, and I forget what I was going to say. Um, well, I, I know one thing. And with all these things, we all have the, the show charities and the separate charities that we're passionate about. Yep. You throw your all into this. Yep. Yeah. So, honestly, if you know, people, if they can step up, these are good things to participate in. Yeah. And it'd be nice to close that gap a little bit and get back to where you were before because it means everything to you. It really does. And uh, one, one last, actually, two last things real quick. Um, I wanted to, we're, I'm going to have another fundraiser at Pinocchio's Restaurant and Media because they're, they're a sponsor of the team. Headstrong Foundation's another sponsor. Bud Light is another sponsor of the team but also my friends at wilson secret sauce they've added uh so whoever wins this bike is also going to win like a hundred dollars worth of meat from wilson's uh secret sauce barbecue as well very nice great stuff let me know when the pinocchio's yeah when's the pinocchio's thing uh so i'm probably gonna have to do that right after the fourth of july week so it'll it'll be like the either the tuesday or wednesday after the fourth of july i'm kind of finalizing those plans will pizza be available (laughs) yeah and stromboli's okay good my favorite stromboli very good thank you all right thank you uh let's take a break Let's give away some movie passes. Spider-Man Far From Home. Tonight we have a screening. We'll take four callers at 215-263-WMMR. It's in King of Prussia at the United Artists Theater. 7.30 is when it starts, but you got to be there by 7. So if you're one of the next uh, four callers, we'll put you on our list. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And thank you to our friends at Acme because they dropped off their signature, Steve. Chocolate chip cookies. Oh, I know. And Rosenberger's premium milk because June is National Dairy Month. And uh, they're celebrating with uh, Acme and Rosenberger's. And it's uh, the same great taste that you grew up with and now offered at your favorite local Acme supermarket. So thank you. Milk and cookies today. If you've never had the Acme chocolate chip cookies in the bag, <laughs> they're sensational, right? Have you yeah. ever had them, Kathy? I don't Sure, if I, that. I just know you go crazy over they're them. They're sensational. Yeah, they're um, really good. They're really, really good. And Rosenberger's, by the way, I have a vivid memory of uh, of Rosenberger's because our old GM at Y one hundred, I was sent out to get her Rosenberger's iced tea, and it came back with regular iced tea. Oh no, you had to go back, <laughs> and I had to go back out because it needed to specifically be oh. the, the Rosenberger's. We yeah. used to have uh, Rosenberger's milk delivered to our house. They, mm-hmm. they had a dairy yeah. um, in Malvern Paoli area. And uh, did you get to chocolate milk uh, occasionally? Yeah, so good. When, Steve, you know when we would get the chocolate milk was when my dad would have to refill the order. <laughs> yeah. So, so my mom yeah. would get the milk for the boys. You know, it was always the one percent or two percent white, and then occasionally my dad would refill and be like. Uh, could you put in a bottle of chocolate milk, please? Uh, <laughs> yes, I like chocolate milk. <laughs> well, now you can just swing by your local Acme and pick it up. Yeah. yeah. And they're good to go. So thank you guys uh, for being here this morning. We appreciate it. Um, I would like to point out that there is a bit. I don't even know if we're supposed to announce this or not, but there's a bit of a new look to PrestonandSteve.com. And yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some uh, new formatics on the website that we think makes it easier to navigate. I like easier it. easier to find our videos and podcasts and, stuff and scroll through them. Yeah. So if you haven't swung by there in a little bit, go check that out because it's um, now a little more user friendly. I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like so, it, and so. I like the way it, it also looks on, on so on your mobile phone and on the on the uh, on the regular computer. And while like. you're there, fire up the hotty cam because uh, the ladies of Clubberus Gay have just. Hey! Hey! 
And we have Arabella and Ronnie and Margo who are here. And, and Maud. Uh, no, they are promoting <laughs> the fact that uh, Casey and Nick are going to be at events uh, tonight in Bristol. Casey will be there from 8 till 10, Case? Yeah, 8 to 10. And they have their uh, their cash booth. It's a chance for you to get in and win some free cash and hang out with Case and have a good time. Then tomorrow night, Nick is going to be at the Philadelphia location. Same time, yeah. yeah. I would like to buck the trend and have, like, Gladys and Ethel and as as the, yeah. you know, as the, the names. I yeah. think that's uh, going that trend. Uh, well, you know what? Start it up. I'm going to start it start up. Start it up and you. let's see what happens. Will you, will you put in like a million on my new strip club idea? I'll do yeah. it. We need to come up with a good name for it. Uh, so, you know, bag ladies or yes, something like bad that. Yes, bag names. <laughs> Derelict. The bag ladies. Um, hey, I, I would like to share something, an observation that I made yesterday about something that I said and didn't realize until after I said it right. that I was actually quoting a movie and I, there's no way I could have pointed it out or gone back because it was very. It was in a moment of um, uh, my my blood was up a little bit. Oh, so which child did it involve? It was my daughter. <laughs> okay, now let me ask: Were you sorting socks at the time? Because we know that's when you get crazy. It was laundry. Aha! Dude. Laundry is really the culprit in your house. It's the flashpoint yeah. for every a lot of altercations with your daughter. Yeah. Uh, just because, uh huh. Your to her. Folding laundry and things like that, I guess is a, it seems like torture to her or something. Because I mean, it kind of is. It, I hate it, too. Any kind of But we all right. have to do it. Yes. <laughs> I so. hope my friend Tony is listening because he has referenced that sock thing to me so many times. Oh, yeah. Because we have all lived it, Preston. I we know. have all The sock thing, there. for those who don't know, is when I went from, I went from <laughs> calm dad to demon in... <laughs> A, a split second, the, the demon came out of me. My right. voice changed. I, you know, and I and I yelled. At you my were demagogue. You went. You went right from from. Um, you were d- the dad of the year. You were <laughs> to the Tom upside Hanks. Down. Yeah. yeah, to the upside down. What is it? Uh, Bilbo Baggins? Is that the guy who? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, and, no, for, yeah. Yeah, Bilbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is for <laughs> uh, So where are my socks? So here's the deal. Okay. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> My kids, the kids are out of school. They they don't they don't do anything now. Right? So they, right? Exactly. This, this is where it starts. Yeah, they have nothing. They to got go. time. Yeah, my daughter had had a friend spend the night. Stayed for a day and a half. They did nothing but play and swim and have a good time. All right, fine. Our house is a wreck. We have a house guests coming this week from Sweden. We're gonna have six people coming to stay at our where house. Socks are very important. No, the house has to be clean. Okay. So we've got we have mountains of clothes that are clean that need to be put folded and put away. That's all I'm asking to do. And so uh, everybody was off running running around doing other stuff. My daughter's just watching TV. If our friend had left and she'd already had a couple hours just kind of sit around and watch TV and I'm like, okay, now is the time we gotta get some stuff right. done. We need to fold some laundry. Ask her to fold laundry. Oh, what she do? She goes and makes a sandwich, makes a fluffer nutter. Right. <laughs> fluffer oh, nutter. Wow. That's the okay. ultimate f u to you. So listen, when you're done eating, please, I need you to get on this laundry. I need you to start folding this stuff that's around here. Please do that. Okay, right. fine. So she's done. I just now she's just licking the the uh, um yep. uh, the knife with the peanut butter on Finishing. it. And I'm like, okay, you're done eating. Let's get started on the laundry. Okay, so she's over there and she's kind of futzing with this towel, not really making any progress. <laughs> and she's there for a little while, and eventually I come over. I go, okay. I've I've asked you nicely a few times now, and now I really need you to do this. We've got to clean up. And meanwhile, I'm over here on my laptop. 
uh, making vacation plans for yeah. us. I'm doing work as well. Right. I just need her to help with this. The the boys are off doing something else, which is productive on top of that. My son's cleaning his room. My other son is at the vet with my wife. So everybody's doing something, except for my daughter. So, uh, so <laughs> and, I, it's, and I, it's beginning. I sit down and the the TV is on. It's, uh, you know, the, the Fuller House or whatever is on. She's watching that. <laughs> And I see her with this town. Now I'm observing. Now right. I'm watching to see oh. if there's any progress made because I've made the final warning of, look, right. I've been nice about this. Yeah. Your blood is starting to boil. And I'm starting to boil. And I'm watching her, and the minutes are ticking away. She's on the same towel, one towel, one to- yeah. oh, for God, about five minutes. <laughs> and scorched earth. Then that's when I came. What that's when I came. Say? like, what are you doing? You know, and I raised my yeah. voice. And and she's like, I'm I'm trying to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, uh-huh. no, you are not. Uh-huh. I've seen and, trying. And then here's where it happened. I quoted a movie. I'm trying to figure and out. And I what, didn't even realize. I'm it. trying to figure out which quote matches. I know what it is. What is the, it? What is, uh, what did you, you quote Yoda? No. Oh no. There is no right, try. Do or do not. There is no. Nope. Try. Oh. I go. So I, I and and it's it's a paraphrase, mind you. But it's a direct quote from somebody from a movie from a pretty iconic character that we know. Pulp Fiction? No, nope, not Pulp Fiction. But I go, I go to her, I go, I was nice, and now it's time to not be nice. <laughs> Roadhouse. And immediately yes! I go, you just quote, you quoted Dalton. Yes. You just quoted Dalton. And I had like a split second to maybe reflect on it and then back to Evil Dad. Uh-huh. But I couldn't believe that I threw laundry. <laughs> It's going to be your regular Saturday night thing. That's right. That's right. I mean, yeah. I could have gone, I'm going to go medieval yeah. on your ass. You know, there's all kinds of movies. You want to know why? Because pain does hurt. But I pulled Dalton out. And it made me wow. realize later on after I calmed down, I'm like, wow. I wonder if people occasionally throw a movie line out. Yeah. You know, and, and if, in, in hindsight go, wow, I just quoted a movie. I didn't mean to do that, but I can't. Worry about that right now because I'm so pissed off. Well, do you want to know why? Because quite often the, the writers have honed down the sentiment to exactly what you want to say. The bare bones. The up. bare bones. So they, they cut right to the chase. Mm-hmm. So quite often you will. I, I've approximated things in a, in a level of fury. Uh, yeah. Good thing she's never. She can go to this roadhouse, Dad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> dad. Exactly. Hey, We're Swa- not the double deuce yeah, yeah, here, Dad. Yeah, good going, Swayze. Yeah. There's a story that stayed with my family for years. It was when we were kids, and uh, it was me, my brothers, and my cousin. We were all in Montauk with my family, and my dad was trying to go to sleep. And, you know, you have a couple of families staying in a house. There's so much noise. And he kept he came out, you know, a few times, three or four times, tell us to be quiet. And every time he would leave, we would all giggle. Well, my mom was with us. Yeah. My mom was all also laughing at him. So that kind of enraged him that it was all the kids and her. So he came out one more time and he goes, I get no respect. <laughs> and we were like, and then we lost it. Right like, we just lost it. Well, my, I to, I've told the story before of my, my at, at this time, my younger brother was maybe nine or ten. Uh, and we were doing yard work. And my, my dad had the hedge clippers. We got Black & Decker electric hedge clippers and he was going Morticia Adams on all our hedges down to sticks. It looked horrible. <laughs> and he was just butchering it and we were the ones raking up all this excessive clipping crap that he was doing. Yeah. And so he goes, hey guys, we're really getting a lot done. And we had just seen the movie Blazing Saddles. And my brother's eight or, eight or nine turns and goes, 
What's this wee ass? Oh, says the whole word, mm-hmm. redneck, which redneck. is a, dir- a direct line from the movie. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's great. <laughs> and and I, how did Dad react to that? He, like, paused for a second, and he was so proud that uh, that my <laughs> brother had quoted. It, it, oh. just, it just became inert. So. That's great. I had a friendship with a girl, and uh, this was uh, pre-marriage. This was um, 15, 20 years ago, and the, she... I tried giving and giving and giving, and she never really seemed to reciprocate. It was one of those things where, like, I felt like I was the giving side of the relationship right. and she was not. And so uh, our friendship ended in a fight. And one of the things that I said to her in the fight was, you never thanked me not once. And I realized it's from Groundhog Day when Bill Murray, when the kid falls out of the tree. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. yes. And I'm like, and but I had the moment where I'm like, oh, man. I hope she doesn't pick up on the fact yeah, that I'm yeah, quoting yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. because that like we all speak in movies speak all the time yeah, anyway, and yeah. that's I'm sure that exact phrasing came into my head that way because of that movie. Well, I used to, you know, throughout throughout my life, I've committed quotes and, and passages from movies that I've always loved for use later on yeah. for that very purpose. It's natural. Where, yeah. and, and again, you have when you have people like uh, Dalton Trumbo, and you have. Uh, you know, great screenwriters who've already yeah. gone to the trouble of writing things exactly the way you want to say them. Yeah. You might as well use them. Well, it kind of makes you wonder what they used to yell at their kids uh, before movies existed. You know, like stuff from literature. Well, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's it's funnier. It's too yeah. brute. <laughs> yeah. It's funnier when you don't like you, Preston. Like you don't realize, and that it ends up being a quote. Like yeah. my story with my dad. He ended up in the end. He ended. He was laughing about it because he had realized what he had done. Yeah. All right. Hang on. Now, the same thing can go for song lyrics too, which yeah. is what Amy's going to talk about. Hi, Amy. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Amy? So, my husband and I love music and listen to The Who and Pete Townsend a lot. Um, And one time we were in the middle of a huge argument. I don't even remember what it was about. But I finally just turned to him without even realizing and I said, you think you have some kind of divine right to the blues? (laughs) And he realized what it was. And then he just started laughing. The argument ended. That's great. And then he turned to you and then he said, well, then who let the dogs out? (laughs) Who? Who, who, who? Thank you, Amy. Appreciate it. Somebody said they use the, uh, that's pride, effing with you. Yeah. F pride. That'll get in your head. Yeah. And you can't handle the truth, I can imagine, comes out from time to time. That, that's a really useful one. You can't handle the truth. God, man, but I was just, uh, I made her cry, and oh, man, it was just terrible. You feel the worst when you have an issue with her. But it, yes. so she does it. She's it emotionally must, delicate, but yeah. I mean, listen. Did she get it done? It needs to get done, man. Did, I, I just, you know, you at some point I've got to. Oh. You explained it perfect, perfectly, though, that, that it takes five minutes and it's just one towel. One like, towel. I know exactly that. And then you just fly off the handle and you're like, clean it. Yeah. Would it be better for you? Not to yell and hit her instead. Oh, my no. God. No? no? No, that's a okay. bad thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no, Steve. How about uh, oranges in a bag? Uh, I had, uh, you know, and then, I, and then I'm like, finally after she calmed down, I'm like, show me how to fold a towel. And she does it in 10 seconds. And I'm like, Ugh. do it again. Yeah. You turn the TV off? I did. Yeah, yeah you, ha- you have to. to. You have to eliminate the distractions. I know. And you, I know. You're trying to be nice when it's, you know, time to be nice. And then when it's... And then when you yell, they nice. go, oh, jeez, well, why did you have to yell at me? You got to put the chain back on. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go to Bill for a movie quote. Hi, Bill. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Um, I was in the middle of a road rage incident. <laughs> um, guys followed me, tried to, call, tried to 
cause an accident. Whoa. Um, I pull into the Super Fresh in Bristol. Well, he used to be a Super Fresh. And I was working at the time. So I'm sitting in the, in, in the parking lot, filling out paperwork. This guy pulls up in front of me, blocks me in, starts screaming at me, takes his hands off the wheel, puts him out of sight. I think he's got a gun. Yeah. I have a knockoff sword uh, from the Highlander TV series in my back seat. <laughs> okay. So I pull it out. I pull it out, and I go, you understand the meaning of there can be only one, right? Nice. <laughs> nice. He was like, you're a dork. <laughs> yeah, but you thought he had a gun, and gun beat sword. Yeah. Fortunately, he didn't have a gun, but. Yeah. But he made, yeah. then you turned to me and said, listen, buddy, one day this super fresh will be gone. <laughs> and that put it in perspective. And look, yeah. and yeah. look yeah. what happened. It was, he, he was right. right. He was no right. longer a super right. The guy put his uh, index finger to his chin and went, oh, yeah. Well, all right, thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Let me go next to uh, uh, Angelique. Yep. Hi, is it Angelique? Angelique. Angelique. Uh-huh. Okay, hi, Angelique. What's up? Um, I was listening to you guys uh, talking about like yelling at your kids and quoting movies yep. or like song lyrics. Yep. And I always quote the Rolling Stones with my kids. Like, always. You can't always get what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, I've used that. Yeah. yeah. Yep, most definitely. Then that, that's one of the most lucid pieces of uh, advice that you'll get. I, it's uh, it, those are but they don't understand it. Though. Yeah, they don't. They just don't understand right. it. Yep. That and also like my mom always tells me because like I'll yell at my kids and then I feel bad because I make them cry. And my mom's like, you know what? You can't be your kid's friend all the time. If your kid doesn't hate you sometimes, then you're not parenting right. Mm, okay. Yeah. The, 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 I don't know. the part it the, worked for Sybil's mother. <laughs> the part that sucks is when I have to scatter shot everybody, and the one that I'm really not yelling at is the one that gets upset. Yeah. You know, which is usually my oldest daughter. Can can you? It must be hard. It's it's we have it sometimes. You know, when we have our our meetings, and 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 there's something that it pertains to. Somebody in the in the in the group or the or the station and and there's, so there's just a, a buckshot method yep. and so they're in the hopes that the, the recipient will understand that they're the ones being targeted but everyone's like well I did, I've never done that yeah and it's just it, it, it I think you you need to border collie that I know it must be hard to border that kill border collie uh, that kid away and say it's you let's take it to another movie then let's go to uh, Full Metal Jacket yeah instead of punishing him. I'm going to punish all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Proper motivation. So that at night, everyone puts the soap in the towels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I'll just, I'll turn my, uh, I'll turn a blind eye uh, to that one. Uh, Let me go to Joe, who's quoted before. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? I was at a bar and there was this drunk girl getting escorted out. And I looked at her and I was like, you two <laughs> That's a line from Roadhouse. That's a great yeah. line from Roadhouse. What are people doing here? Drinking and having a good time. You're too stupid to have a good time. I love it. Uh, let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Mike? Well, over the weekend, I was working, and uh, I had three kids working under me, and I asked them to count and give me an inventory of about 40 pair of shoes. Okay. Two and a half hours later, they were still sitting there staring at the shoes. Oh, my God. So yeah. I said, guys, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. There you go. Yeah. A nice There's one the from Hulk. the Hulk. Absolutely. Sometimes you got to throw the quote out there. Oh, That's the thing that was driving me crazy. I was just, I let the time go and nothing had gotten done. <sighs> nothing. But listen, part of it's my fault. Yes, the TV was on and you got to, you got to eliminate the distraction, but, um, 
Did, did she she finally get it done? I dude, it was it was getting to the point where uh, she got some of it done, and then Rochelle came home, and then it was like I'm going to bed. So I don't know what ended up happening. <laughs> Let me go to Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Hey, Dave. What's going on, guys? Yo, hey, buddy. What did hear about your uh, your quote? All right. So my quote is from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Van Wilder. With Gene Van Wilder. <laughs> There's there's no van in there. It's just Gene Wilder. <laughs> Gene Wilder. Yeah, so what's the quote? My bad. I'm, I'm still young. I'm no, no problem, man. So when I was out on the road the other day, this kid was getting into a road rage battle with a guy, and they pulled into a shopping center, a giant, Brumall. Yeah. You sure that wasn't a Super Fresh? <laughs> no, it used to be a Super Fresh. Now, it, now it's a Giant. Okay, go ahead. But that was in Bristol. Yeah. yeah. The guy who owed it used to be a singer. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, so the guy's yelling at him, and he's yelling at the kid, you stopped at the light, you're ruining everybody's day. And I said, hey, man, if you step out the car, you're going to break the rules. You stole fizzy lifting. Are you serious? That's hilarious. It just got all weird on him, and he had no idea what to think of it, and he left. You quoted the tirade at the end. Wrong, sir. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. Yeah. Yes, and he left. That's great. You lose. Good day, sir. (laughs) That's great. We used to play that clip a lot. Yeah, I I had. Good day, sir. You get nothing. nothing. I love that clip. I have it. Uh, let me go while you're searching for that, Steve. Uh, I will go to, yeah, I'm curious what Dave has here. Hey, Dave, good morning. Hey, good morning, Putz. Hey, what's up, buddy? He call you a Putz? I think so, because we had said Putz doesn't get oh, used enough. Okay. Or no, it was Pud. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, anyway, what's up, Dave? I Pud. My son, when he was younger, this was years ago, Yeah. used to break his curfew all the time. Uh-huh. And he would always try to sneak into the back of the house. So one night I had enough. I sat on the back patio with the lights out and just waited. And he came in, well, tried to come in. And I confronted him and he started giving me every excuse, you know, flat tire, herd of locusts, whatever. Yep. And I just said, you know what? I said, I've had enough. And I'm blowing up. And I said, now we're going to go in that house. And one of us is going to enter, and one of us is going to leave. Uh, and then I realized where I took it from. Yeah, Thunderdome. Right Thunderdome. Yeah, two men enter, one man leaves. Did you happen to have a dwarf on your shoulders at the time you said <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> remember Master Blaster? I do remember yeah, yeah. Master Blaster. You get nothing. Oh, I love that You clip. lose. Good day, sir. Nice. Uh, let's see. I will go next to Adam. Hey, Adam, good morning. What's happening, man? So I have a four-year-old who is very, very independent. She's very much her own person at four years old. I can't get her to do anything half the time. And so we were talking about, we were driving down the road, and we saw a cop, and she was asking about what cops are for and everything, and I was explaining how laws work. And later that night, um, she had all of her toys in the living room, and I told her, hey, we're going to have to clean up these toys before we go to bed or we're not getting any dessert or anything like that. So she says, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I said, well, I'm going to send you right to your room then. She says, you can't do that. That's against the law. And I feel like my lip dropped exactly when I said this, and I just channeled Stallone and went, I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> I am the law. I am the law. Yeah. Clean your room. Time stop for a second. 
That I stinks. Realize what I just did. Yeah, yeah. You do, see, and that was the same thing with me. I didn't even know I was quoting Dalton until <coughs> afterwards. I'm like, wow. They're, they they sort of sit there dormant in your mind, these quotes. What... I used to, though, again, I, I actively would accrue things because I, I, I love I love the language and I love, you know, these these great passages like David Mamet and all this stuff that are just just they're they're just so well done. And to be able to whip them out. And you ever have you ever said one Preston in your life and had somebody kind of cock their head and go, was that I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any incidents in particular, but I'm sure it's happened. Uh, I'll go to Tom next. Hey, Tom, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. And I, hey, I'm from Delaware, so I'm not licensing your state. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Tom. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, I am uh, retired law enforcement. And, okay. uh, a couple of years ago, I got into a rather heated argument with my supervisor about how something should be handled, and he started giving me the company line. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of the outlaw Josie Wales. Oh. The movie, the memory. One of the so best. Without Without thinking, I just said, "Don't sit down my back and tell me it's raining." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's and it. He just looked at me, and I walked out, and that was the end of the argument. Nice. Josie Wales uh, has Thanks. so many great lines. That's uh, you know, Tombstone has a number of quotable. Yeah, know, yeah. That, that are just that are just great. Law don't go around here, right? <laughs> uh, let me go next to John. Hey, John. Hey, what's happening, guys? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's up? Yeah, so a couple of years back, my wife uh, first got her, uh, I guess, her learner's primary driver's license. Uh, we were just driving on the boulevard, and this guy cuts her off. So she's like, well, what do I do about this? So I said, well, roll down your window, extend your hand, mm-hmm. put up your middle finger, <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That's naked gun, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I can't remember which one, if it was the first one or the second one. But yeah, afterwards, when we were driving, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and Steve, do you remember that scene, Steve? I because, absolutely remember it, yeah. You know who who told her to do that? Who? It was John Hausman. Oh, that's right. It yes. was a it was a it was a like a cameo right, yeah. in the movie. He was a driving instructor. Extend your hand. Yes. Yeah. Now roll Here's down your window. window. Extend your middle finger. Yeah. I loved it. Uh let me go to Sean. Hey Sean, good morning. Hey, Jersey Black Rock. <laughs> Jersey Black Rock. Jersey Black Rock. What's up, Sean? Oh, my God. So a couple years ago, I got in an argument with this moron at work. He like, didn't really know me. I don't know how, because I worked there for years, but he just had his head up his butt. So he, he didn't do something he was supposed to do, and it kind of came back on me. So I, I, when I ran into him, I said, I said, how the hell did you miss that? What, what, what are you looking at? He goes, who are you? And it just hit me. And I said it so quick and seamless. I said, I'm the guy that does his job. You must be the other guy. <laughs> What's I that lo- from? That's from The, the Departed. Departed. I yeah, love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the other one that I always use whenever someone asks me, uh, how's life? I always say, taking forever from Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> Kingpin has so. Oh, there's a great line. Um, Thanks, um, uh, what's it? Where, where Vanessa Angel says, I'm every guy's type. Yeah, you, you remember that, that 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 whole sequence is just there. That movie is jam full of quotes. It's you know, and there's ones that like I, I didn't get until a little bit later on. Like, what are you doing in there, Mister Munson? <laughs> Munson, Flossin, Flossin. Where did I get Munson? <laughs> These kids avoided being Munsoned. Uh, I will go next to because I'm sure people have used this one before. Hey, Lauren. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? what? What's up, Lauren? 
I have to admit that I quoted Ted Knight. Um, I was out with my niece, and uh, she didn't couldn't make a decision on what she wanted at the uh, snack bar. <laughs> and I quoted that famous line, you'll get nothing and like it. Yes. I love it. That's a class. Actually, that's, you that, know what? My I parents probably, used to say that year, years ago. Yeah. yeah. I, I used that a lot, and I, you know, it just didn't even dawn on me that... That's from a movie. Yeah, from yeah. Daddy yeah. Shack. Yep. You'll get nothing and like it. I want a cheeseburger, no, a hamburger. Uh, <laughs> let's go to uh, Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa. Alyssa, good hey, morning. Guys. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Nothing. Um, at the altar, when I married my husband, who it's been an ongoing joke that um, the brains in the family, he failed a couple of grades. Um, he said, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Forrest. So he said that in front of everybody? Yeah, and half people got it, but he's a big fire skunk fan. He always quotes it. Okay. Well, that's yeah. cute. I mean, for, and obviously Forrest is a is a, is a, char- a good character, a good guy. Right. He's an idiot. Right. But no, no. It's a, yeah, it's very cool. Uh, I will go to Trisha. Hi, Trisha. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Trisha? So uh, a couple of months ago, my uh, seven-year-old daughter, who's, you know, your typical little girl, likes to do arts and crafts. She's in the other room doing arts and crafts, cutting up things, gluing, and she turns around and she goes, my fingers hurt. And without hesitation, my 10-year-old son goes, well, now your back's going to hurt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Best moment of my life. Oh, You just pulled landscaping duty. That's right. Oh, really? Your fingers hurt? Well, now your back's going to hurt because you've just... I be more proud. <laughs> That's from Happy Gilmore. Oh, Ben Stiller's character in that movie. Oh, my God. I, I love... Constantly out lines for movies. I love it. Thanks, Trisha. Because he's constantly staring at her and doing the two fingers yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the cutting across yeah. the throat thing. Shh. <laughs> What's the, uh, how about a nice warm glass of shut the shut F, the F up. up? Yeah, that's a good one, too. Man, off topic, completely off topic, but about as far as kids sassing back the, the video the other day of that kid in kindergarten. We were talking about the teacher this. to shut the F up. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Steve and I, with Casey, and I said the same thing to you the other day. We were watching it in the in the office before the show, and Steve turned to me, and he's like, you know, at, uh, stepping aside from how horrible this is, it's pretty damn funny. <laughs> I, you know I, I mean? busted out it, laughing. It, it, it's reprehensible that this kid thinks that's a way to address an elder, and there's obviously something seriously wrong. Yes, but the that said, there's a modern family episode where the little girl starts saying the F word, and they're trying to stop her from saying it, and, and I think it's Cam can't stop laughing every time she says it. Uh-huh. And so it's the mixed message. Having a little kid... Say something. It's like when we toddler theater is predicated on that completely. Yeah, my true. my son had said it, but it was more of an F O yeah. than an F U yeah. sound, and so we don't. He was just. I mean, he was literally just learning how to talk at this point, and we had to make sure that like we didn't. We didn't react to it at all because, like, if they think it's funny, right. they're going to do it. Yep. If they get in trouble, they're going to do it. So, so if you give them zero reaction whatsoever, that's like kind of your best because we never said it in front of them. Well, you know, so he didn't get it from us. Growing up, um, when I was a you know, three, two or three, maybe very young, I have an uncle Jack who I used to refer. To, I couldn't say Jack. I would say C. I'd say Uncle. You know, yeah, the yeah. rooster. Yeah, and uh, they everyone busted out laughing so much that they, uh, for years that's, that's all I called them. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, going back to the movie quotes, Nick and I uh, share a lot of movie quotes, and they're they're not iconic 
quotes at all. They're throwaway lines yeah. that for some reason we focused on from either Goodwill Hunting or A Few Good Men. And you guys do it all the time. All the time. And and we get in, there, there are some times where we get into it heavy. Like it, <laughs> like there's like a week where we'll be really heavy on it and then it tapers off for a while. And I texted, Nick and I were texting back and forth about something and he texted me <laughs> and said, hey, I've got, to, I got an idea how to help you out with this. And then I fired back. Well, I'd be delighted to hear any suggestions that you might have. And that's from A Few Good Men. But it's such an obscure line. Yeah. But it's from a movie that you've seen so many times with such... It's an Aaron Sorkin-penned movie. So you, you get so deep in the dialogue, Steve, to your point of like yeah. being mammoth or, or something like that. And you're like, holy crap, it's so well written, but it's... It becomes funny, even if it's a serious line. Yeah. When it when shared with among friends, it becomes hilarious. Or a lot of times, I mean, for me, always, I will look for ways to employ those lines, you right. know, to get to the point where you can use them because they're just so cool. And if you want to slam down on someone. If I ever feel like an idiot, Preston, I'll, I'll often just go to, well, don't I look like the F and A hole? Sure. And that's a jack line from yep. A Few Good Men as well. Yep. Uh, let me get another one. We got a break in just a second here. I like this. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's all good, my man. What quote uh, have you used recently? Well, I'm in sales, and I'll go into a, co- a prospective customer, and they'll say, listen, my guy guarantees his product. <laughs> and I'll tell them, listen, I can S in a box the market guarantee, but all you got is S in a box. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> From Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Listen, I can take a dub in a box and market guaranteed. <laughs> you know, uh, I got the time. <laughs> Bad Santa has the, uh, oh, you know, man. and it's a class. He just, it was a regurgitated line, but it brought it yeah. back. S in one hand and wish in the other. Yeah, see which one fills up first. <laughs> okay. <love> yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I got a question for you. Reginald the butler. Yes. What is that? Is that just an MMR thing? Uh-huh. Okay. There was a character in the 80s and uh, on the morning show and on Pierre's show as well. Okay. Because I call my dog, because his name's Reggie, and sometimes I'll call him Reginald the Mutler. Oh. And I don't know. Mutler. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh. But you probably I, got it subconsciously here at the station somehow, and it just worked its way into your brain. Yeah. I knew it wasn't mine, and I didn't know where I got it, if it was an MMR thing or if MMR got it from a movie or whatever. Yeah, it was Debella and Pierre, and then uh, it, was a, uh, it was a bit. It was a character that was created on the show. Okay. Well, it was it was just interesting. It's an observation that I made. I was I was having an issue with my daughter. I was raising my voice at her, and then I said, "I've been nice, and now it's time to not be nice." And I took like a millisecond to reflect on the fact that I just quoted Dalton from Roadhouse, and then I'm like, "Okay, resume being mad." You know, like I had to switch yeah, back. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, "Hey, wait a minute! Oh, wait a minute! I'm mad." So anyhow, the movie lines can creep into your life at unexpected moments. Though, thanks for sharing. Did she look at you and say, "I thought you'd be, I thought you'd be bigger." I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been great. Argument would have ended right then and there, and we would have gone out for ice cream. <laughs> if she would have done that. Yeah, you know, I would, I would have been so proud. Wow. Uh, speaking of movies, I'm going to give away the last of the passes for Spider-Man: Far From Home. We have the screening. It is tonight, and I got six passes left. Seven thirty at the UA King of Prussia. You will need to be there by seven. It's another film from the Marvel Universe that I know we're all going to love. 215-263-WMMR is the number. Go ahead and call right now. And if you have a moment, check out the Hottie Cam at WMMR.com because we have Arabella, Ronnie, and Margo who are on our Hottie Cam as we speak. It is the Club Risque cash booth. You can grab as much money as you can and then tip the gorgeous ladies of Club Risque or the cash boob as they're calling it. Uh, starts at 9 and VIP open bar for winners runs from 8 till 9. Uh, but we already got all our winners for that. But Casey is in Bristol tonight from 8 till 10. Nick is in Philly tomorrow night from 8 till 10. Be a part of it. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I got a text about our uh, Club Risque hottie cam. 
that says, wait a minute, hold on a second here. I got to scoot the text messages down. It said, uh, will the risque chick on the far left please marry me? Wow. So who's on the far left? Who is that? What's your name? Arabella. That's, okay, that's Arabella. Right. Okay, you know who else showed up? We have Arabella and Ronnie and Margot, but Reagan just showed up too. That's right. Yeah, from uh, things Club. have gone downhill since my death. Club risque. And now you, uh, now you just whip your nipples out, right? That's right. Well, the ladies look lovely. I'll tell yeah, you that. Look the lovely. ladies look lovely, and it's going to be a good time. Both Nick and Casey, right? <laughs> yeah. Tonight is Casey in Bristol. Oh in God. Bristol, he'll be there. What? Well, Ex president knows my name. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then shout uh, out Nick. Holla. <laughs> Did you just say hollow? Exactly. Uh, Nick will be at the Philadelphia location tomorrow night. And uh, don't forget, coming in July for the first time anywhere, it's award-winning adult film superstar Karma Rx at Club Risque, Thursday through Saturday, July July 11th through the 13th. Rx, she's so. got the right prescription for your boner. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Casey was just having uh, some cookies from Acme. They brought in uh, some cookies and milk. They brought in Rosenberger's milk. So, uh, I am a big fan of Rosenberger's milk as well because it has just it has a very the regular homogenized milk has a very creamy uh, taste to it. I drink milk uh, every day. Yes, you do. I do. Yeah. Does the body good? Casey kind of busts in my chops a little bit. He thinks, thinks like it's cute. Uh, like it's a little, little kid. Like a little yeah. kid yeah. thing. Yeah. It, it, it is. You have your milk. It mm-hmm. is kind of adorable. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to bust your chops. Do you know it's adorable right. too? Do you know that uh, uh, Bill Weston has his lunch? Uh, his wife Connie packs a lunch for him every day. Every, every, every day. Every day. He brings his own. I lunch. think that's the sweetest thing. And she leaves a little note in there. <laughs> little it, note. It just says, "Kill yourself." Yeah. <laughs> Kill oh yourself every day. Every day. Oh, it's so adorable. No, I just think it's sweet. Me. I had something to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't write it. <laughs> um, oh, I know somebody who packs her husband's uh, S- <laughs> no suitcase, no matter where he's going. He's Aww. going. He travels a lot for work, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> business trips, or if they're going on vacation. She wow. packs every last thing of his. By the way, she... I left a note in your lunch, too. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if she slipped the knife in there or yeah. something like yeah. that? Because I'm sure he doesn't check. She's yep. just, she packs it for him. Sam Kennison had a, had that happen. So he had a very tumultuous yes. relationship with a girlfriend, and she packed a revolver in his luggage on mm, purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diabolical, man. Yeah, Diabolical. Yeah. Uh, so well, that's, that's kind of nice. That's I think it's sweet. Tony packs your lunch for you. That's very cool. Did you see he was making around the rounds? It's a, it's a, uh, a, a dad had put um, I did. inspirational I notes on the oh, door yeah. every makes... morning. Yes. It's just, it's beautiful. So what happened was the daughter kept every one of the notes oh. and made sort of a, uh, not every, I mean, she didn't put everyone on this, this picture, but most of them. She made a collage of yeah. them and gave it to them for Father's Day. And it's just... As a parent, Preston, yeah. it, it does two things. It, it like it really warms your heart, and then it makes you feel like you're a terrible father because oh, you know. don't do the same thing for your kids. Yeah. And he wasn't you even brutalized him with Roadhouse quotes. Well, That's what I do. You know, I actually I saw that right, and Steve because it was her stepfather. I go, oh man, he's he's really just like. He's overdoing it just to sort of compensate for the fact that, like, you know, he's her stepfather. You know, like, and I'm like, no, he I'm, loves her. I'm, I'm a terrible you're human a terrible, being. No, I'm you're a, a great dad. You're all great dads. 
You know, Kathy, you're a great dad, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> My little note would be, it's 4 a.m. I'm freaking tired. You yeah. Know, sorry. Couldn't think of anything better to say. It's drinking time. It's drinking. Yeah. Daddy's drinking time. You know what video got me yesterday was uh, Jeanette Reyes and the Flyers posted it up oh, on yeah. the kid, uh, this kid at uh, Shriners Hospital, which is a great organization, yeah. got a visit from Gritty, and Gritty is such a big, lovable goofball, but... He comes in, and the kid's reaction to Gritty walking through the door is so priceless and so sweet. Aww. And the kid has two prosthetic legs, and one of the legs is a Flyers-themed uh, leg, which is really cool. Oh, no way. But the kid has, has blue hair, and Gritty's, like, petting his hair. And it's just <laughs> it's so funny to see this giant goofball yeah. being sweet to a, a child that needs it. All right, it. so uh, on Father's Day, there was another compilation video of a guy who took video of every single day he picked his kid up from preschool. And it was just adorable because... Until you find out it's not his kid. No, it was totally his kid. But every single day, he would open the door, the kid would look up, and he would yell, Daddy! And then run over and hug his leg. Uh So I'm I'm literally, like, retweeting it and writing, uh, you know, my kids used to do this every single day. This is kind of bringing a tear to my eye. And as I'm writing it, my son hops on my lap and starts, you know, nosing through what I'm writing... And he goes, you're not crying. And then he looks up and he saw that I had a tear in my eye. Literally every single day since, he runs to the door and yells, Daddy. I, I swear to God, yes. I did that till I was 23. Right? Yeah. yeah. Daddy! <laughs> and in case the, the next video we watched was the little kid telling his teacher to shut the F up. Oh, my God. Perfect oh, my God. I started to so tear funny. up because that's how I used to talk. Oh that my was God. Really it's funny. like, dude, seriously, the inflection there. Perfect. And honestly, perfect. If the, the teacher should have given him a good grade for that. Right? Yeah. Just using the proper elocution. Just bobbing yes. his head up and yeah. down. He's, when he's yelling, his yeah. head is going, shut <laughs> the F up. What? And you're right. If you, Yeah, bitch. <laughs> if you put that next to Mark Summers, shut the F up, mm-hmm. they're perfect. Uh, are they? They're, they're almost identical. Okay. We'll have to do that sometime. Well, initially. Shut the f- I uh, I kicked off this conversation asking about cookies and milk. Yes, I love I'm cookies and milk. Going to go back to that because uh, the next time you're eating something spicy, you might want to reach for milk to soothe the burn. And this was done out of Penn State. Researchers found participants who drank a spicy beverage and then followed it by drinking skim milk, whole milk, or Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Reported the most reduced burn feeling. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that too. So, so when I was uh, before I had this achalasia surgery here, pressure for my esophagus, and I would get a little bit of reflux, the um, milk would kill it instantly. You know, like like if I were to get a little bit of burning sensation in my I throat, it, the milk would kill it. And so, okay. uh, Casey, when you when we shot hot sauce into intern Joe's butt, Hi. you. Right, you was milk you used, right? I poured, and cheese. And cheese. We <laughs> first I pil- poured. His... <laughs> I poured milk down his crack. Right, to, and to then I it. was. I tried to plug that milk up with a with a slice of cheese. <laughs> Any dairy product. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he had yogurt. And you, unfortunately, it didn't work. It did not work. Joe had to go to the hospital. We had to send him to the hospital. And the best part about that is we showed up at Lankanau. In the ER, and he's like, this is really embarrassing. I have hot sauce in my butt. And I go, Joe, <laughs> you must be Joe. Because uh, they were listening that Do you morning. use it when you get, uh, if you, you have no, something super I, hot? I've never really, I've always thought that the milk thing was a bit of a, um, uh, what's the word I'm Old looking for? A, a myth of sorts, because I've heard, honestly, what you need to do is eat bread. Uh, because bread, you know, there's that oil in your mouth that has yeah. that uh, ca- uh, capsaicin in it. 
and uh, the the bread will soak up the oil, while oil actually and and liquid don't really liquid doesn't wash away the oil necessarily because they don't mix. Yeah, I have right. heard water the, exacts.erbates it. Yeah, it, I guess it can, yeah. or, or it doesn't really do much. It doesn't but, do much for. But I'd always it, yeah. heard that bread is you want to eat some bread very quickly, and it can actually soak up some of that residual oil, and you know you yeah. can get it down into your stomach. See, I always thought the dairy had, uh, at least for me, because I do not like anything that's. Spi- really spicy at all. Like, it has right. to be very, very mild. And sometimes uh, I think the dairy kind of works for me. Well, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And though, Steve, so it helped your, your reflex. Some, it did, some people, yeah. it makes it worse. Oh, uh, really? Because, yeah, because you can have, uh, you can be lactose intolerant and it'll give you that heartburn. Yeah. Uh, you know what, dairy will. Since I had that, though, that procedure, I haven't had any of that. It's, so okay. it's, no it's, kidding. It's, it's been a blessing, right. yeah. So it says here that um, if, if you have uh, skim milk, regular milk, or Kool-Aid, you, you get the most reduced burn feeling, according to this study, more so than those that drank. Uh, they try, they also tried out purified water, soda, seltzer, and non-alcoholic oh. beer. Soda's the worst. I, and even though it's just sort of a quick fix and doesn't really, really fix a problem, I'll, like, I'll suck on a piece of ice uh, until right. it melts. Suck on it hard. I'll yeah. suck on it until it just uh, melts in my mouth. So they, they, they were surprised to find that skim milk reduced the burn as well as whole milk did. And they say that the sweetness of Kool-Aid overwhelms the uh, capsaicin, uh, which is the chemical that causes the hot, tingly feeling after eating something spicy. I was never a massive fan of Kool-Aid growing up. It was no. like, yeah, I mean, When I was a kid, I was. I liked oh. the big uh, pitcher running through the wall. I thought that was cool. Yeah. But yeah. You know what I loved? And we never got it. We were an iced tea family, right? So we always had a we picture had an iced of tea. tea family. We always had a picture of uh, iced tea in the fridge. Yeah. But my neighbors, they were a Tang family. And I love Tang. It was the drink of astronauts. Yeah. Oh, man, it was so good. Even though I, I, that was the aspect of it that I liked, that it was, you know, they, they marketed that as the, the drink that the astronauts drank. And so I drank it as a kid. I don't know that I really liked Tang or It not. tasted nothing like it. orange juice. No, uh, no. It was an orange drink. It's like I used to drink Five Alive all the time until yeah. I realized that it was 1,000 calories a glass. All right, <laughs> thoughts on Sunny D. It's okay. Uh, I can take it. Uh, yeah. I don't I, you know those drinks which you always say, well, this is healthy for you. And then you look at the caloric content. Yeah. You might as well just drink, you yeah. know, soda. I yeah, wouldn't I pass mean, over the purple stuff. Damn it. That was my line. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Although, you know what we drank a lot when I was a kid was high C. The purple. Why doesn't someone just market a product called the purple the stuff? The purple stuff. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, high C. Do you remember that? I yeah. do, yeah. And it came in the big can, and you had to use a can opener on the top. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, too. yeah, I you remember that. You had to put that. One, you know, a, a hole in both sides. <laughs> in both sides, yeah. Well, if you did both sides, you wouldn't <laughs> get the... <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> if you did just one, it would yeah. bloop, bloop, bloop like what that. What was your uh, your juice box of choice? Juice boxes weren't around when I was a kid, man. We didn't oh, do didn't come out We had later. juice rocks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there were rocks. Those were filled with juice. I'm so old with juice rocks. You just squeeze it really hard. Huh. Can't get juice out of rock. <laughs> Damn it. Big bird in sky. Uh, yeah, man, juice boxes didn't come around till later on. Because we yeah. would have uh, Minute Maid, and we had high high C juice boxes. And we then just had Second Aid. Capri Sun came out. Well, Capri like, Sun. That was yeah. a game changer. I was in high school when Capri yeah. Sun came out, and that was a game changer. No, we right. had Capri Big Bang. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> Hold on, Marissa. The treat was hugs. Hugs? Oh, hugs always sucked. What the hell are hugs? Like the oh, man. Bar- you know what? The barrels? Is that the yeah. came in like what? That reminds barrels? me. I yeah. need to go. The barrels with the tin foil that you put yeah. back. It was like oh, sugar Oh, those water. were terrible. Yes. Yeah, you might as well. That's like that's like flavored insulin. Yeah, yeah. I, that reminds me. I need to go egg in a house in my old neighborhood because they gave out <laughs> hugs for 
I, w- I want you to do that. Yes. I want to hear that news report. Yeah. <laughs> Local broadcaster Casey Foster was arrested after egging a neighbor's house. No, oh, that'd I be will great. Do it under the cover of night. Okay, yeah. I will do it under the. Co- they won't for even. For a forty-year grudge. Yes. <laughs> You know, Friggin I, hugs I for did Halloween. Li- I liked when I got hugs in my Halloween bag because it was something that my mom would never buy. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like a treat. It was just sugar water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't afford those hugs, but I'll give you the real yeah, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Come in here, you little cherubic looking F. We had, um, uh, we didn't have juice. Well, I guess you could. Te- they were little mini cartons. That we, it was either like cigarettes. <laughs> no, it was oh. either milk, chocolate milk, iced tea or lemonade. And I want to say it was Rosenberger's. That we would get it, and that that oh, was just from... a regular milk carton, yeah, a small milk carton. What was the My... okay. what was like the first pouch where you'd have to stick the straw in? That's it Capri, it was like Sun. Capri Sun. Capri Sun. That's yep. what it was. You oh, better right. aim right with that straw. Though. Oh my first god! Time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would, or you if you crack punct- that straw, you get a puncture wound. Yeah, and yeah. then you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if the straw cracked, <laughs> you, Steve. It had such a sharp point on it that yeah. you could you could literally break your skin with it, Marissa. I'm sorry to take this here, but now all these bars are bringing these back. I know Garage and Fishtown. Capri Sun? Um, they pack Capri Sun. So it's like uh, alcohol juice in a pouch. Really? really? Here's the thing in, and then there's a whole bunch of bars in Kensington that serve um, Arctic Splash and add vodka to it. Arctic okay. Splash are the uh, little uh, iced tea containers. You yeah. know what? That's, that's uh, on a nostalgic level. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that's popular. Right? I, it's yeah, a great I, idea. I saw one of those at the shelf at Acme, and I bought it the other day. They are so sugary, but it was so good. Okay. Kat, there was a, um, um, a potential client who dropped off. It was like wine popsicles. Oh, yeah. They, My wife loves them. It's Yes, they're awesome. Yeah. I, I hope they, they come on. Because, and I I don't, you know, they, they actually have alcohol in them. But everyone I know who's who tried them loves them. I just find them to be so dangerous because they look like the ice pop that a kid would take out of the freezer and eat. So you have to like put them where the kids can't reach them. It's like crack witches. They're really, uh, they're deceptive because it's chocolate chip cookie with cocaine instead of ice cream. (laughs) By the way, speaking of that, of the the frozen alcohol treats, I saw this uh, from Cape Line Sparkling Cocktails. Hmm. They're looking to pay one lucky person $10,000 this summer, and I don't understand this, but you have to give up Frosé. You have to not drink oh. Frosé. Why? Uh, I don't know why, um, but this is like along the lines of that, what was it, Reynolds wrap that you had last week that was going to do the grill expert thing? Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. Like a sun, summer internship where you get paid to do yeah. testing? So you're giving up a product? So the company officials say they know Frosé, a cocktail made with frozen rosé wine, has been seen as the chosen cocktail of the summer for years, but they say it's possible to have fun without the sticky, slushy pink concoction. It says here, Cape Line is all about living life to the fullest without compromise. We want to help someone do exactly that this summer without the hassle, mess, or fuss of Frosé. If you think you can give up Frosé for $10,000, Cape Line is accepting applications now. Seems pretty dumb. I don't dumb. know. That seems it, weird. It, it seems, seems like dumb. they it, just don't like the idea of Frosé and they're no, trying to get people to stop drinking it. They okay. want exactly what you're doing right now is talking about. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, I still don't, yeah, it, it, do you, do you, dumb. what was the drink that was at your, uh, gradu- the graduation party that your neighbor, my wife loved it, your, your British oh. neighbor had made? Pims. Oh, Pims. Pims. Yeah. Big fan. Oh, yum. It's a, it's a gin. So gin is very, very big in England. Uh, when we were in London, remember we had the, that, uh, prime minister on. Yes. Not prime minister. It was, uh, yeah, it was Winston Churchill. <laughs> MP, not remember PM. We had King George on. Never before <laughs> the history of gin and so many done so little for so few. We shall never surrender. We shall always drink gin. We shall always have Pim. 
And we shall always have Capri Suns. <laughs> as long as the Capri Sun shines over the British Empire, we shall always have the purple stuff. Who booked him? That's an amazing guess. MP, not Who booked PM. that? I forget. Sorry. <laughs> God, we got the we Prime Minister on, and he just wouldn't shut up about frozen drinks. Oh, my God. Kool-Aid here, bringing you fun. Uh, no, but... Um, <laughs> Pims. Uh, so, Pims. So gin, gin's very big in, uh, in, in England. And uh, so my neighbor, Karina, uh, last summer came over. She's like, uh, you, because we were getting ready to go to London. She's like, well, what? actually it was in the fall. She's like, you're going to be drinking this while you're in London. So I wanted to make some of it. And it's they, they fill it up with fruit, all kinds of cut up fruit and some um, some mint and stuff like that. And it is so deceptively yummy, you don't even realize there's liquor in it, and it's very easy to to go overboard on it. So she brought over a big picture of it at my son's. She loved it. Party. I tasted it, and I couldn't taste uh, much. Are, have you? Are, do you like the, the revivalist gin? Was at the uh, the mutiny, and people mm-hmm. were going freaking out for that. And it has yeah. different different flavors than that. And did you have that drink that they made? Nick? Oh yeah, the, the lemonade one. It, it seems yeah. to me of uh, it seems like a, you can sort of secrete that into drinks where it's not detectable. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's this crush craze that's going on right? Right now, um, there's crush a whole craze. yeah. Uh, Marissa, she, well, here she goes. Everyone's let's having go. a crush craze. <laughs> let's go to the city beat. <laughs> no, I actually found. Um, I think that they come from the Delaware beaches. And it, what is it? Is yeah. it a slushy drink or? Uh, no, it's you slice like an orange or a grapefruit, and you crush uh, the juice into a cup with. Um, I think it's just like Sprite and vodka. Mm. And that's it's it. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty simple. Oh. But they have it at all the bars. The thing Wait, about Pim- isn't that. Hold on, that's uh, okay. That's Sprite yeah. and vodka with a twist. Yeah, that's all. It's okay. pretty simple. Sprite no, Preston, it's Crush. Okay, yeah, crush. shut up. <laughs> um, I highly recommend as a summer drink is an Aperol Spritz. That's my new summer. Could drink. you hit the S a little harder on that, please? Aperol Spritz. What is that? Uh, it's Aperol, which is a liqueur. Um, oh. Is it got with... apple flavor or no? It's red. I don't know. I thought of it when you said Pims. I don't it's know. just it's brewed just in April and yes. uh, April only. What'll it be, partner? <laughs> I'll have an Aperol. <laughs> yeah, it's from these parts. Right. I'm gonna tombstone. What can I get? An Aperol spread. Jeez. Here we got some of that. <laughs> Wait, listen to this. Yeah. Uh, Today's Aperol Spritz ranks ninth on a list of world's best-selling cocktails in 2019. Wait, what is Aperol Spritz? Yeah, what she's talking about. Okay. Oh, Aperol is the brand. I've seen that. We have a picture of it here. I've seen that behind the bars. I've never known what it is and, you know, never really asked to sample it. But Uh, I just wanted to clarify something about Pim's, uh, Steve, because you had asked about it. And it's um, it's a gin-based drink, but it's its own bottle. Like, you buy Pim's. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Okay. um, I thought that that was the name of the drink that employed any kind of gin. No, it's a gin-based liqueur. Um, So there is gin as as one of the main ingredients. But when you go to the store and if you're going to make a Pim's cup, you have to buy the bottle of Pim's. See, my conundrum is that... uh, there are drinks, for example, there are daiquiris that I get in their virgin form that are very, I like, you know, but there's not many, like I've had a virgin mojito, yeah, which I think is actually pretty good. Uh, what about the virgin margarita? You like those? You know, I don't remember what... Uh, like a margarita without tequila? I mean, like, it's just oh. a really sour... I probably like, would not. I, I, I tend to like something that's a little bit more smoothie-ish or... Yeah. S- 
sweetish. I, I think margaritas are really super duper sweet. I mean, they can if they if they have a lot of lime in them. But it's got. made with a, like a sour mix, like a yeah. soury type of. Yeah, I love margaritas. I've been on I margarita kick lately. I don't like the sour mix though. Like it's got to be a fresh made one with you know with just like the the lime juice, but the lime sec. squeezed yep. into it. Yeah, yeah. The mixes can be overly huh. sweet and uh, and chemically. Yeah, you know. It's funny because I, I won't do virgin drinks anymore because it just, you know, I'm sober and I don't even need to yeah. uh, go down that road anymore. Right. However, I've been obsessed with these Outshine Popsicles uh, lately. The um, I believe that's the name of the brand. I get them at Acme. Yeah. And I, I specifically go for the Lime Popsicles. And I love them so, so much. Only 60 calories. By the way, Casey mentioned something about being uh, sober. And I was reading an article the other day on what's called Sober Curious, which is something I've kind of dabbled with a little bit. I did, uh, I did, uh, you know, Sober January, and I ended up doing Sober February. And I'm losing a lot of weight. And I'm I'm back to drinking when I want to, you know, on the weekends and so on. But it was nice to take a break for a little while. I was reading an article about a guy who has been setting up these, um, these bars around the country, not in our particular area. Uh, but they're becoming very successful, and they're bars where they sell nothing but non-alcoholic drinks. And it's for people who either want to go out and still have that social bar feel and maybe get a little taste of sobriety, or people who are in recovery that still want to be social and not have to deal with the, oh, why aren't you drinking? You know, that whole thing. Well, And it's a great idea, and they're starting to take off. I think it's brilliant. So you give you give the option that people there can have their, their alcoholic beverages, their alcoholic spritz. And then other people can have the the, the virgin thing. So so a lot of times, if no, I'm this walking, place says serves no booze, no I'm booze. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, booze. Actually, okay. It's, no a, booze. it's sort of but like they have, a... they have cocktails that just don't have liquor in them. Well, there, there was a, some of the places I've been to, I, I, maybe even Harvest did it, where they they have um, they have the um, ver- okay, the so mocktails. they do this. right mocktails. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, Nick Elmy has it. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Right. Nick, Nicholas Elmy has like an entire menu like that is just reserved for quote unquote mocktails. What I have noticed and what I was worried about when I first stopped drinking uh, was that, what are people going to say? What are they going to think? You know, because it was like super private in, in the very beginning. Yeah. And what I noticed. I would have said, welcome to the club. <laughs> what, I, what I actually noticed is people aren't paying attention. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They, re- they really, rarely notice. Not at this age anymore. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, I'm 50 years old, 51 right. years old, and at this age, it's people just go, oh, okay, you know, as opposed to, why not, yeah. you know? And, in fact, in this article, the guy, the quote I sent to Casey, which I found very interesting, he said that alcohol is the only drug where people ask you why you're not doing it. Yeah. <clears throat> as opposed to the other way around. Well, I remember you know? when I was a, about a, a, a teenager, and some guy comes over to me and says, not drink juice rock? And I was like, <laughs> well, I always rock. thought it was weird. I think it's, and, and Steve, please don't take offense to this. I think it's weirder for people to have never drank than to have given it. it I, just, it I seems know. Like right. You know norm. what? And it, but it just comes down to one simple thing. Alcohol, unless in, in various things that I've had, um, I, I'm okay with it. But yeah. I, if I can taste, even in rum cake, I just don't like the taste. You have to bury it. Deep, believe me. I, I, you know, I remember drinking Milwaukee's Best on the beach at sixteen years old, and I almost threw up with every single sip I took. And I, it, I, it never, was... I never wanted to take that 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 effort to learn. How, like anyone who says that that out of the gate, the first time they took a swig of vodka was like, 
is so refreshing. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, no, 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 no. It was uh, motivation for me. It was to see what it felt like they have a buzz on. I, I, and that was never, it, and, that and, was and, never and, a and predicate for me. hold your nose and yeah. swallow thing. And I'm, I'm like, I want to see what this is all about. So it had nothing to do with taste. Well, right. and as you mature, you learn you to, a, but you learn to appreciate also yeah. like what you're drinking. You that also, you're not just drinking right. to get bombed. You yeah. stop uh, buying pop-off vodka and, uh, yeah. you know, Bankers Club. and Yeah. Lower blank. Yeah, and once, you, and once you acquire taste, then you can then you have, you become refined in the the finer you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, attributes of different alcohol, and you you acquire taste for it. But um, I drank more natty light in my life <laughs> in college. Oh. I could I, you couldn't pay me to have one of those. No kidding. What no. about oh, dude? Well, now they have like natural light, like orange or something no, like you. that. Even worse. No, there's uh, a higher end. It's Natin's light. Yeah, uh, and then when when the ice craze took. Uh, hold in the in the late mid to late nineties, you know your all the natty lights turned into natty ice and uh, Milwaukee's best ice. I don't know. <laughs> it was it such a marketing matter. scam. Yeah, but they, they, the labels were like dark blue and it had the ice written on it. It's like yeah. a glacier. They go for you <laughs> drinking a glacier. Well, anyway, if you want to give up Frosé, uh, Cape Line uh, may give you ten thousand dollars, and you can okay. go to, you can go to their website and and they they set up a you can enter by. Uh, Emailing no way froze <laughs> at capeline.com. I actually do kind of like that line. All right, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to come be back in a moment. Sure, why not? <laughs> yep. Uh, and we'll have the prime minister on when we return. <laughs> we'll be uh, back in just a minute. So stay- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. Evidently, Charlie's Angels are on our uh, hottie cam right now. <laughs> we have uh, the Clubber Skate Girls who are having some right now, uh, some fun. Arabella, Ronnie, Margot, and Reagan are there for your viewing pleasure. Uh, tonight at Clubber Skate in Bristol is Casey Boyd. Tomorrow night at the Philadelphia location is Nick. And uh, they have their cash booth contest that's taking place. And all kinds of cool specials are happening. More information, visit clubrisque.com. That's clubrisque.com. We're going to do the Bizarre File right now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, this is a brutal but bizarre story. A third body has been found in the rubble of a burned-out mobile home in California, bringing to five the number of dead in a shooting and fire that began during an argument at a golf course. You were talking about this yesterday. And yeah, police identified Kurt Bracky, who is 70, and Richard Hannon, who is 78, as the victims who were fatally shot. Kind of old to be shooting at each other. Right. Residents said that there had been a long-standing feud between the two men and the shooter that boiled over Friday at the golf course of the Casa, Gra- Casa Grande Mobile Estates in Santa Maria. Uh, the shooter has not been identified. Uh, Keith Castro said these three guys were threatening each other for a long, long time. Mm. What was the What was the starting point of this? I don't, they don't yeah. know. Responding to a report of shots fired at the mobile home park on Friday morning, police found one man fatally shot inside of the clubhouse. Another man dead on the grass nearby. The gunman is believed to have fled to his mobile home, which then went up in flames after a small explosion. Oh, my God. The blaze spread to nearby mobile homes before it could be put out by firefighters where... 
ammunition was exploding from the gunman's mobile home as well. Jeez. Authorities initially found two bodies, one of which is believed to be the gunman's in the rubble. Uh, but said Saturday an additional victim had been located as well. Their names will be released after the coroner's office confirms their identities. But that's kind of that's just a mm. massacre. Very bizarre. A massive, absolutely gargantuan alligator tried to cross a Florida highway earlier this month, but met a tragic end. It was struck by a semi truck that had to be put down. The truck? And no, it had. Oh. Sorry, the, the gator had to be put down. <laughs> Tallahassee alligator trapper Broderick Vaughn said that he received a call about a stunned alligator walking in circles on the highway near the state's capital. Uh, He's caught the creatures for over a decade, so he expected a standard removal job. But no, the 12-foot, 463-pound Goliath that he found was one of the largest he's ever encountered. And it was badly injured. The alligator had collided with a semi-truck, which injured its snout and crushed its head on one side. Uh, You know, something that big is... is Pretty amazing. It's tragic, yeah. tragic that it, but but it happens. What are you going to do? Vaughn caught his uh, snare pole around the animal's neck, taped its mouth shut, and wrestled it into the back of his truck and home to his facility. But it was clear the gator was seriously injured, so he had to euthanize it that same day. So there was no reason to keep him alive and let him suffer. No. Uh, the highway patrol said the gator crept onto the road around midnight. The exit was closed for hours until the gator was safely removed under Florida wildlife regulation. Any gator over four feet in length is considered a nuisance. And potential threat to people and property, so it can't be relocated. If they aren't able to find new homes in exhibits or farms, they must euthanize. They must be euthanized and sent to processing facilities so their meat can be sold to restaurants or tanned and used for leather products. Didn't know that about alligators. Obviously, the population is healthy down there. Yeah. Uh, if there had only been more time to plan, Kazami Carter said that she would have had fifty bridesmaids instead of just thirty-four. 34 bridesmaids. Who Uh, has that amount of, A, friends, but B, friends you want as bridesmaids? So Carter married her husband, Gary, recently on a beach in Destin, Florida. She had six of her... Anything you want, kitten? She (laughs) She said six of her bridesmaids are biological sisters, and the remaining 28 are just close friends that she's met over time. One's an alligator. As a singer-entertainer who travels regularly, Carter said she she continues to make friends in multiple states. With only three months to pull off the pact ceremony, it wasn't easy. So she had three months before they were going to get married, if they got engaged, and she managed to whip together 34 bridesmaids. And the dresses. Yeah. Well, she said, I thought it was crazy. Uh, her husband said this, uh, Gary Carter, and he said... a very big mistake. Uh, but knowing Casme, she could pull it off. Only Casme could uh, pull something like that off. When it came to the dresses and shoes... Sometimes a source of contention. Kazmi only asked that her bridesmaids wear earth tone. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's the way you do it. Not everything went smoothly for the Carters. Someone stole Kazmi's original wedding dress and her engagement ring fell into the ocean during a bachelorette trip. Uh, but she has no regrets saying on Facebook, my heart is full. Of blood. Yeah. <laughs> Some dogs really don't care if they if what they're eating is actually food or not. And veterinarians at Boston's Animal Medical Center say the owner of a bulldog brought in her dog to determine the cause of the animal's nausea and vomiting. And the doctors found 19 pacifiers in its stomach. Oh, wow. So yeah. it crapped out the babies. No, Well, yeah, I guess after eating the babies, they yeah, were just yeah. hanging on to the pacifier. No. They were like those big, round, like green or turquoise ones. Really? really? Yeah. Wow. Doctors performed an, end- an endoscopy to remove the pacifiers and save the dog named Mortimer is now fully recovered from his ordeal. 
And then we'll do just one more story. Frequent flyers know they'll have to remove shoes, belts, and jackets to pass through airport security. But one man tried to go a step further at Detroit Metro Airport. Early Friday morning, a man walked up to the uh, DTW security checkpoint, took off his enclosed, all of his clothes, and removed a security bearer uh, to approach a metal detector. <laughs> TSA officials stopped the man who did not have a boarding pass from walking through the detector. Uh, responding police... Was and, he just looking for a cheap MRI? And fire departments did not uh, deem the man a security threat. While the man was transported to a hospital, uh, privacy laws prevented uh, them from giving further details about the condition. Oh, I'm not flying today. Yeah. Uh, and that's a bizarre file. I got, uh, when I flew uh, down to St. Louis, I got the pat down. They Did pulled, you? Yeah, they pulled me aside. I forgot to take my belt off. Oh, oh, man. And so when I went through the the scanner, you know, they noticed something. They're like, okay, we got to pull you aside. And the guy's like... The guy gave me the full check because I've never, I've never had the full frisk. I've never yeah. had the full thing, and they get up in there, you know. And uh, but the the guy they massage and tug beforehand. He's like, okay, I'm going to be touching you in these areas. I'm going to use the back of my hand. Yeah. I have gloved hands. Are you okay with this? He must have asked me that like three times. I guess they just do that for you know, make sure that you give consent. Our um, safe word is going to be futon. <laughs> and he, he dug up in there. Sure enough, yeah. I was like, whoa. I mean, it doesn't bother me no, at all. No, I mean, it's not you, like the first time. Got it. You got it. Sorry. Thought the music was over. That was bizarre. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I understand that, but uh, it was it was interesting. Your yeah. wife gets targeted all the time. All the time, yeah. It's just some people, you know. It's her boobs. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting up in there, Preston, the uh, the girls on the hottie cam were giving out instructions, and if you haven't tuned in yet, they are um, letting us, let the viewers, uh, know what to do with <laughs> their fingers. Oh, to instruct them what to do. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mostly finger instructions. Okay. It, it honestly looks like performance art over there. It kind of is. Yeah. Are people texting in what they want them to do with their fingers? Is that what they want? Yeah. And uh, can do that. the girls are paying attention. Okay, fair enough. A little enough. bit of ring sizing going on over there. All right. So keep that in mind. The ladies of Club Risque, Arabella, Ronnie, and Margo, and Reagan are here. That's right. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back in just a moment. You know what? We should get our secret text word winner. Kathy, can you give me a number? Caller. 13. Call 13-215-263-WMMR. Going to find out if you have the word or not. We will be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Kings of Leon on 93.3 WMMR. The sex is on fire. I'm going to make you feel so good. Oh, no. No. 12 minutes after 10 o'clock on a <laughs> Wednesday morning with the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, we were looking for caller number 13 uh, to give away a prize for the secret text words. Why don't we go to the phones and find out who that is? I believe our 13th caller is lovely Courtney. Hello there, Courtney. Hello. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing just wonderful. It's great to hear Super. you. Super. I just someone's at work. Yeah. Uh, Courtney, do me a favor. Tell me what the secret text word is, please. It is brain. Brain. Yeah. Absolutely correct. And... I want you to hang on a second, Courtney, because we are going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks, Rob Zombie, and Marilyn Manson, July 10th at the PPL Center in Allentown. Tickets are on sale now via pplcenter.com, including a special GA Floor 2-pack offer. 
Uh, winners this week qualify for the grand prize. Twins of Evil VIP tour package, by the way. Ticket upgrade, tour, merch, early entry, and more. MMR VIPs. Make sure to click contest WMMR.com for another chance to win. Speaking of another chance to win, we gave away another pair of tickets, and that went to Brian Yeezy, or Yitzy. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, and he's from uh, Belmar, New Jersey. So congratulations, Brian. We are going to take care of you with that prize. Good to go. Ladies of Club Risque on our hot yeah, cam hey! this morning. Arabella and Ronnie and Margo and Reagan are all here. And uh, they're getting very, very playful on our hot cam. A yeah. lot of fun. And don't forget that uh, Casey will be in the Bristol location tonight from 8 to 10. Nick in the Philly location tomorrow from 8 to 10. And coming in July for the first time anywhere. It's award-winning adult film superstar Karma RX at uh, Club Risque Thursday through Saturday, July 11th to the 13th, just to give you a heads up on that. We're going to do today's lesson question, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets to rediscover the magic of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in concert at the Man's TD Pavilion on July 20th. And the Philadelphia Orchestra will be playing the unforgettable score while the movie plays live on the screen. So question that I have for you this morning. What note does Bill Weston's wife write and include in his packed lunch every day? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. What note does Bill Weston's wife write and include in his packed lunch every day? Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. And we're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on today, Steve? Well, Tori Spelling's husband, Dean McDermott, making a surprise revelation on the podcast Daddy Issues, saying he performed oral sex on a male friend when he was a kid. McDermott says back then it was all about experimenting, but now it's just for money. Oh, my God. Bella Thorne revealing she is emotionally devastated after learning her ex-girlfriend model Tana Manjot is engaged to YouTube star Jake Paul. Paul says he feels terrible and is positive the three of them can work something out, especially if he can score some coke. And finally, Instagram chief Instagram chief Adam Mosseri denying Gail King's accusation that the app listens in on private conversations to target advertising. Masari told King he thought she might have been tested because of her hemorrhoid problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll see if we can find an answer to the question this morning. What note does uh, Bill Weston's wife write and include in his packed lunch every day? We'll go to David for the answer. Hey, David, how you doing? Hi there, pretty good. Excellent, man. What, uh, what note does uh, Bill's wife leave in his lunch? Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Hang on a second, David. Got it right. We're going to give you some tickets for Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in concert at the Man's TD Pavilion. And that's on uh, July 20th. Philadelphia Orchestra performs Patrick Doyle's unforgettable score live is the enchanting Harry Potter. What's all the noise? Oh, is that you? Th- oh, that's you? No. Okay. Uh, so the Janding Harry Potter series plays all the big screen in high definition. Picnics welcome at this all ages event. The series movies at the man is presented by BMW for tickets. Visit mancenter.org. Let's do music news. Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to begin with Five Finger Death Punch singer Ivan Moody opened up his home to the camera for a tour as part of the latest installment of the band's ongoing series of videos documenting the making of its next LP. Uh, The band's videographer, Harry Rees, 
payday visit to Moody's house in Las Vegas where the singer keeps most of his memorabilia. In one scene, Moody showcased his little shrine to what he says, the all-time, in my opinion, arguably best metal band of all time, Pan Effing Terra. <laughs> Moody also showed off his collection of guitars, including one that late Pantera guitarist Dimebag Daryl Abbott played with on tour with the band Damage Plan, signed by all four members of that group. Camera also appeared into Moody's writing room, his bedroom, his backyard pool, and more. Um, so if you're a fan of the band, you will want to see that. It's pretty cool. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch is currently recording its eighth album. Corey Taylor told BBC Radio 1 that the band's upcoming sixth album, We Are Not Your Kind, is probably, quote, the furthest we've pushed the boundaries of creativity and experimentation while also not losing our identity. Adding, we not only went places that we've hinted at musically over the years, but never really went full bore, but we're also doing heavier things than we've ever done before. Uh, Corey also talked about Slipknot's new live show, which the band debuted on June 7th in Finland, he said the show looks amazing. We're all playing really well. Honestly, it's everything that we've wanted to do for years, and we just never had the budget. And we had also had a lot of people around us telling us that we couldn't do it. We Are Not Your Kind is out August 9th. Features the current top 15 single, Unsainted. Papa Roach frontman Jacoby Shaddix spoke about the band's plan to celebrate the 20th anniversary of its breakthrough album, 2000's Infest. Shattuck said, we don't have an exact detail on what we're going to be doing. We definitely know that we want to celebrate that record. Uh, it needs to be celebrated. It's a go cl- to Applebee's. He said, it's a classic, a cult classic, bestseller, effing awesome record. We sold millions and millions and millions and millions of that record, so we've got to celebrate that one. Uh, the band's second full-length record and full first major label release in Fest peaked at number five on the Billboard 200 chart. The certified triple platinum for sales. Of three million copies in the U.S. alone, and it features the massive hit single "Last Resort." And then just one more story: <clears throat> Queens of the Stone Age frontman Josh Homme posted a new video online in honor of his late friend Anthony Bourdain, whose birthday was on Tuesday. Uh, Bourdain, of course, took his own life last June. The clip features appearances from the Raconteurs, the Strokes, Royal Blood, Arctic Monkeys, Colin Hanks, and others. Ami had a close relationship with Bourdain and even wrote the theme song to Bourdain's show, Parts Unknown. I didn't know that. With former Queens member Mark Lanigan. Uh, Both were devastated by the death of the celebrity chef and travel show host. Ami wrote online at the time of Bourdain's death, Damn it, Tony, I'm so sorry. I'm so destroyed. I love you, brother. I miss you too much already. My love and condolences uh, to uh, Ariane and Octavia, who is his wife and daughter. Uh, it was reported earlier this week that Hami is working on a new Queens of the Stone Age album and will include Dave Grohl and Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top, both said to make guest appearances on the upcoming disc. So we will look forward to seeing that. And that is what I have for you this morning in music news. Um, oh, you want me to play that audio case? Yeah. What is that? Oh, oh, you know what? i got to get it ready, okay. actually. Yeah. Oops. Oh, yeah, This man. was uh, <laughs> the little kid telling the teacher to shut the F up. Uh, kindergarten class. <laughs> it's uh, it's horrible and hilarious at the same time. I hate to say it. Matched up with Mark Summers saying, shut the F up at Dunkledare. Yes. And uh, Casey says they're similar. So you want to hear it? Yes. All right, here we go. Shut the f*** up. Hey, shut the f*** up. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Similar. Very similar. <laughs> Not we should fair. edit it right into the kids shut the F up to get the teachers react. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so as we take a break, I want to give away Casey Yard Summer Crush. Caller number 18 at 215-263-WNMR. Yard Summer Crush is an easy-drinking, flavorful wheat beer with a juicy citrus finish that's perfect to bring you every summer celebration. There's that word crush again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up a case of Summer Crush at Wine Warehouse in Sicklerville. 215-263-WNMR. We'll take a break. Come back ready to wrap the whole thing up. Stay with us. Here comes the MMR. Join Casey Boy Wednesday from 8 to 10 for the Cash Boot Party at Club Risque in Bristol for your shot to grab cash and other prizes in our Cash Boot. Woohoo! 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Ah, 10.30 on a Wednesday morning. Mm. Press and the Show. Weather's going to be summery today. Getting warmer. Uh, over the next couple of days. 91 today in partly cloudy skies. Sunshine tomorrow, nothing but it, but 92 from what I'm saying. And then sunny in the hottest day of the week with some humidity thrown in just for fun. High 95 degrees, so it's a full-on summer. The weekend, though, I'm seeing Saturday and Sunday maybe some uh, showers here and there, but I'm not sure the nature of the time of day. It doesn't look like a washout or anything like that, but a little bit of rain here and there. Uh, so I want to thank the Clubbers Gay Ladies for coming by this morning. That that group, they, they've been in here a couple of times. They're great. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Uh, so thank you to Arabella and Ronnie and Margot and Reagan and all their fun and frivolity. And that fun uh, spills on into this evening with Casey, who will be at the Clubbers Gay Bristol location from 8 till 10. They're in their cash booth promotion. Uh, Nick will be in the Philly location tomorrow from 8 to 10, and they'll be doing the same thing. So it's your chance to win some cash while you were there and hang out with the fellas and uh, the ladies at Clubber Skay. It's a good time. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, listen, I'm, I love going to Clubber Skay. I always have a good time. I'm kind of bummed that I'm going to be missing the Spider-Man screening tonight. Who's going to that? Steve, are you going? I'm not able to go tonight, no. I'm, I'm going to go. Oh, you are? Yeah, so okay. uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll report back tomorrow. Um, but, Casey, I've, I've been told that the 10-foot-tall cash booth that you'll have at Risque tonight, they're not quite sure where they're going to put it when they get to Oh, Risque. get out. Yeah, so uh, because it's, it's rather massive. But, it might uh, be out in the park. <laughs> yeah, the, the, wow. there won't be as much of a problem tomorrow night in Philly. It's just a bigger club. Yeah. Uh, but the, the one tonight, uh, they're, they're looking for a spot to put it. But it should be fun no matter what. Okay, cool. Uh, and thank you to who else? Acme for coming by and giving us some cookies and milk. Cookies and milk. <laughs> cookies and milk. Stop by. And that's it. Those are the only thank yous. So we better do the letter of the day. Ready, Case? Yeah, sure. Right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter N, as in nincompoop. All right. Works for me. By the way, we have four ringside seats for WWE Extreme Rules. Sunday, July 14th, Wells Fargo Center. You can see Coffee Kingston, Keith, uh, Kevin Owens, and Dolph Ziggler in a WWE Championship triple threat. And then you have Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin in a WWE Universal Championship table match. And many more of your favorite Raw and SmackDown Live superstars. Uh, tickets start at just $25. You can go to www.wellsfargocenterphilly.com to get the tickets and the information that you might need. That's, uh, I don't have anything else. That's all good. Other it was than, a fun day. Other than, it has been a very yeah. fun day. Other than our belly flop contest is coming up on July 11th, uh, Valley Beach uh, Club at uh, Valley Forge Casino Resort. And we need contestants. We need you to sign up. You might win 
$500 cash and Rolling Stones tickets. Uh, and we have those for each gender. We're gonna if we have enough ladies, we're we're doing a female um, uh, competition along with a male competition. Uh, so you can go to wmmr.com and click on events, and you can learn how to enter. Into it. The deadline is Wednesday, July third. So you got to get on this as soon as you can. And a special guest judge announced to this very morning. Yeah, Mike Jarek of uh, Fox Twenty Nine is going to be one of our celebrity guests. So we're looking forward to having Mike out there. It's twenty one and over event, but it is absolutely free. For spectators, doors open at 5 p.m., pools open for swimming pre- and post-flopping, drink specials, uh, there'll be buckets of beers, belly flop jello shots, and more from Valley Forge Casino Resort. So we want you to come out for that. Uh, thank you to the sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show, Ratcha, runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International. And Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness black card and you'll enjoy massage chairs, hydro massages, tanning, and me- and more. And Muir. And Muir. Of Muir. Uh, Pierre's in next. That's it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Live. I know you want to ride with your top down because it's beautiful out, but it's eight in the morning. Pick up the pace. Find the gas pedal. Next message. Great day in the morning. I can't be more happier. Everything's falling into place. I'm probably going to take my boss's job. This is awesome. <laughs> you. Next message. Throw the up Arkansas. There's just as many inbreds, calls, and pencil ducky. Thank you. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. I'm Dina Marie, the host of the Twisted Philly podcast. If you enjoy history or ghost stories, true crime tales, legends, or even travel, Twisted Philly has all of it. I'll bring you some of my favorite stories about Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. There's a lot more to us than the Liberty Bell, and some of it is pretty twisted. You can find Twisted Philly at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.